3: In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3
4: Panthers Podcast. Yo, what's the deal, homies? It's your boy, the professor, a.k.a. Tony Dunn. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast, brought to you by carolinacatchronicles.com, where every Tuesday night clock we chop it up live from the fan perspective we're a few minutes late because we were just fiddling around like crazy on the discord we were about to launch the new platform but at the last second we had some a sm- slight hiccups so we switched back over but tonight's show is gonna be lit it's will pirates slay the panthers twice the panthers lose to the oakland raiders And now we got to face these damn Buccaneers. More pirates are everywhere we look. Um, And so we're going to spend a little bit of time looking back. You know, we can't help. You can't just, uh, the post game show, we're just all in our feelings. We got to get in, go back a little bit before we can step forward. But a lot of the focus is going to be looking towards the Buccaneers who are also looking for their own. Their first win, right? They fall to the Saints. Uh, Tom Brady is motivated, and right now the Panthers. Everybody's got something to prove, and I know who's got something to prove. That's my man, Cody Lashney, in the house. How you doing, my friend?
5: Tony, done, man. Listen, I feel like I never have anything to prove, man. I give you my authentic self every time I come on here, just like we all do. But listen, man, we're gonna move forward. We're going to put this Raiders game to bed. We're going to look forward to Tampa Bay and Bruce Arians and what they're going to do against the Panthers. And we're going to do it with the best fans in all of YouTube. Cousin Jeff, Chef Jeff, home Oncology. What's up, man? Joe Riolano, one of the founders of C3. Sarah Taylor, Underground West, Lee Trotter, Tim Tizzy, Tony Dunn. Ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll.
4: Sorry, my kids are coming in here talking to me while we're doing the show opener. The number's 252-228-5098. You can be a part of the longest-running Panthers podcast. Go ahead and smash the thumbs up button, subscribe. We're all over the map. iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. And we also got Tech Extraordinaire in the house, Streamer Extraordinaire in the house, Code Allen, also known as ck the man with the master plan how you doing
2: man living the dream living the dream it's been a good day it's gonna be a good week um some crazy news that happened today that's gonna be happening on tuesday i'm gonna talk to you guys about with my streaming but uh right now we're gonna talk about the
4: Panthers. he's sponsored he's sponsored
2: no no nothing nothing so crazy nothing it's still pretty crazy but not 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 quite that (laughs)
4: i got you you can check out code allen he's all over the map playing call of duty like crazy ready for the cold war i pre-ordered it how about that cheap That's- ass tony dunn pre-ordered it um we also got greg the bat daddy the stat daddy uh did you see the mandalorian clip that came out
0: i did it looks absolutely I amazing see, i'm yeah I'm i'm kind of upset that i watched it on my phone while i was at work instead of waiting like got home and did a reaction video on it because it was pretty amazing it's a great show i'm super excited for it we're gonna be covering it too so what's oh, the name yeah.
4: of his the flowers there's something whatever the like his special weapon he got when he brought all that mess back and it's the rose something and he shoots it out and it hits like 70 people oh yeah whatever the name what of the, that is as yeah. he goes to press it and little yoda goes i'm out and he closes yeah this is so cool yeah all right uh we've also got our friend gene thomas in the house buck what you heard thanks for coming on early and dealing with all our problems
6: hey man glad to be on thank you for having me on actually i appreciate it
4: Um, we're going to be talking about the bucks, but you're going to have to stick around for that a little bit at this point, because we do have to go back a little bit and talk, uh, about this week. And we'll be talking about your game a little bit in retrospect. Uh, so everybody, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, real, real quick. Um,
6: I did get to watch the, uh, the Panthers game. So, uh, you know, I, I think there'll be some good things to talk about, you know, in the conversation, it it can't be all doom and gloom. It's the first game of the season. People can't jump out the window wait and see what happens. He watched the post game. <laughs>
4: yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. Is, uh, Cody already jumped yeah. out the window. That's why he's in a wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That uh, is indeed what happened. Oh, sorry. I, shouldn't have jumped. I jumped
5: out the window a long time ago, bro. <laughs> so, yeah. Maybe that's just a part of being a Panthers fan. Right. But no, you're right, man. Listen, a lot of people felt like we were, um, which I think it was unfair because there's four of us on the podcast, but... A lot of people thought that me and Greg were too down on the team. And I I think we've all had some time to cool down and kind of rethink things and, you know, look at what we're going to do going forward. And I think there was a lot to like, but I maintain that there was also a lot that uh, left a lot to be desired, and I think that's reasonable. But um, overall, I mean, it it wasn't a terrible performance. There's something for us to build on, but – uh, I think our defense has a lot of work to do.
4: All right. Don't forget the numbers 252 228 5098. Smash the thumbs up button. Subscribe at cat underscore chronicles. I do want to remind everybody that if you're looking to put a bet down on any sporting event, um, the way to do it is to go to mybookie.ag. MyBookie.ag is like a safe, simple way where you can go gamble, you can bet, you can get paid, and get your money out, and and have some fun in these games. I know the Panthers did not cover the spread, which was at three this past week, and now I'm just pulling it up right now, is that uh, I think it was nine the last time I checked. Yes, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home are favored nine. Nine points and it's a forty and a forty eight and a half over under. If you want to get on that action, you can go to mybookie.ag. You're gonna use the promo code overtime. They're gonna double your first deposit. And uh new players will get up to a thousand dollars in free play designed to add more excitement and overtime the network we're part of is throwing in a little cash of their own. Is that they're gonna give away to one listener who goes and registers with mybookie.ag, deposits money, and plays a bet. You know what I'm saying? Just like having a little fun. All you got to do is this. Is you got to take a screenshot of your deposit. And you email that to overtime at advertise.com. AdvertiseCast, excuse me. Overtime at advertiseCast.com. You email them that screenshot. They're going to pick one listener. At the end of the month, from the network, and they're going to give them five hundred bucks cash. They're just going to give them straight five hundred bucks, and then you can go to my bookie. You can get on the over unders. You can get on the long plays. Like right now, you know, I mean, what are you looking at? Is or who's the fool's bet? Is it the Cardinals? Is it man Seattle hosting New England? Only four and a half points that the Seattle Seahawks are getting. Do you feel like it's gonna be a defensive matchup? Do you feel like Cam Newton is gonna go into Seattle and do something? Do the are the Panthers competitive? You can get on that action at my bookie. Don't forget to use the promo code overtime. All right, let's jump into the show. And we'll talk about My Bookie. I got some other spots I'm gonna be talking about. We're gonna I'm, I'm dropping a lot of shorts coming up this guy's this week. I'm gonna start doing a couple of short podcasts afterwards because you know this we get the cracking on the tuesday nights we'll be here till thursday if you don't shut me up but the carolina panthers had their opening game uh oh before again. you start 10 tis- you said
5: bump your microphone volume up just a-, a hair from like a five to a seven those are 10 cases
4: all right, tis- well, all right. So-, so oh thank you here let's see if that does it thank you 10 my man and that is the ultimate Achilles heel of the C3 Panthers podcast in any live stream is getting the shit to work. Um, The Panthers hosted their, their, you know, the open match. We were here. We got a post-game show we're doing right afterwards. We're taking calls. We got a lot of calls in the hole to go through. Caroline, it was an exciting game, guys. It really was. Is that if you look back, um, I had some notes up. We got, I, I had some graphics I was going to be putting in, but I got, knee deep in this discord stuff and uh so my points was gonna be like this is i had some talking points and i called them the professor's notes and this is what i think is that number one was thank god for rasul douglas right rasul douglas comes in on wednesday plays the whole dang game and makes some big plays uh, the Panthers only fell, what, we lose by four? 34-30, I think, was the score. Is that right? Yeah. Does that sound Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it was all, there were chances to win. I, my next talking point was Teddy was what they said he was going to be and what they wanted. The offensive line wasn't that bad. Robbie Anderson is skinny, but wow. He is so skinny. That dude, he does not look like an <laughs> NFL football player. But he is a playmaker. Watch out, Curtis Samuel. McCaffrey's the GOAT. And uh, have some patience with this defensive line. They're babies. So, guys, now we're a couple of days removed from the game. How are you feeling about the Panthers opener? And try to think about it not just as a single game, but also as the debut of a coaching staff, the debut with no training camp for a lot of people and a very, very young team pass the mic to cody last to get us started
5: yeah man i think we fought hard um i think it vindicated giving christian mccaffrey the contract money that we did in the offseason especially seeing how other running backs have basically been paid because of him um but seeing what it does for our offense man like the panthers are going to be able to be competitive in just about every game i think the big question mark out of week one right now is our defense and I'm willing to say that maybe it, do, it does need more time to gel, more time to come together. Uh, I've seen a lot of people that said that Derek Brown wasn't as bad as we said he was. Uh, uh, Fiesque Films in the chat room says Brave Young Roy was out there pushing the pocket. That was our sixth-round pick out of Baylor. Um, so there's a lot of stuff to build upon. But uh, I think the offensive line did look good, a lot better than I expected it to be. And overall, it was a competitive football game. And now we're going to have to do that against uh, offenses with much better pedigrees as now we welcome Tom Brady, who's very pissed off, and Gronk and Bruce Arians, and you know whatever they didn't do right against the Saints, they were looking to get right at home. So we have an- another stiff test and another opportunity for Taylor Bridgewater to shut people like me up who don't believe that Bridgewater is the future of this franchise. So, you know, this is a proven season for Teddy, and he has to continue to do so.
4: All right, CK, you're 48 hours removed from the game. How are you feeling now? Um,
2: Honestly, looking back at the offense, I'm less worried about the offense. I think the play calling was what we wanted it to be. Um, He was spreading the ball around. He wasn't creating turnovers. Teddy Bridgewater wasn't the reason we lost he wasn't again he was not an x-factor in why we won like why we could have won but he was definitely not doing things that caused us to lose the game he was getting the ball into areas where they were catchable they were catchable balls a lot of the balls even if they were thrown behind they were catchable and as an nfl wide receiver that's what you're you're there for so i i'm gonna give him credit i am still uh just Extremely concerned about this defense. This defense is my biggest, like, anxiety of this entire team. Because when you look at our it, the, this NFC South or anybody we're playing this year, we cannot have a defense with no secondary and no ability to get pressure on the quarterback. Just cannot happen. And that's what we happened happened last uh, last Sunday.
4: I've watched this game more times than is acceptable. Uh, my ice up pick might go to NFL Game Pass for the coaches' film not working today for the Carolina Panthers game for me on my mobile. But I've watched FYI, the. Cons-
6: go ahead. FYI, because of COVID, uh, it'll come out on Wednesdays now. Is that what it is? Yep They're, they they streamline their staff that normally worked on it, so it won't be available until
4: Wednesdays. Well, Allegedly. that's a bummer. That's Same a big COVID. bummer. Yeah. Uh, Well, COVID has ruined everything, Um, except for my life, because I've gone to Italy and Florida and lived my (laughs) life. Uh, No, uh, Ali Trotter said this. (laughs) He said, um, I was never worried about the offense. But I went and looked. I was, you know, I've watched the game several times going back, and I've tried to just look at it with as impartial of an eye as possible. And I really think that the team looked – What I expected, maybe even much better. And I want to lessen some of your fears when it comes to that defense. Number one, yes, is that the the weaker side of the ball, clearly, right? I mean, that is why we drafted seven defensive players in the NFL draft Mm -hmm. this year. We started four rookies, and I believe they were all on the defensive side of the ball, and then there was just some kind of getting to know the personnel out there. But the, the team did get gashed for some bigger plays early, you know. But play action was problematic. They picked on some youngins, which we all expected. Mm-hmm. But they were not, um, arguably, if you looked at the way they handled the run, it was better than they did last year. And that was the Achilles heel of this game, right? Is that we really just couldn't get the timely stops at at the end of the t- day. Like is they 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 got positive yards on first down and second down and then put them in short third and medium, third and short and that was problematic for us. But overall, the defense was not just a sieve. Like they did not look completely out of sorts. Now there are some looming questions clearly about how is this cornerback group going to handle hey you know hold up given Dante Jackson you know what is the pass rush going to look like because the real weakness to this team was not just not generating a pass rush but the pass rush was so simple and the problem was it was Brian Burns and Gross Matos or whoever else they would stick out there. And they were young guys and they just speed rushed the outside and the tackles were just letting them go by. Pretty much. They were keeping them outside the David Carr or Derek Carr, whatever his name is, would climb the pocket and it would be all right. So they and then this would really hurt us too when they ran to the edges because you weren't getting that, uh, that edge contained because the youngins were so excited trying to get after quarterback, they overcommitted. Mm-hmm. But overall, is that look, is we didn't have a tremendous amount of penalties. You know, I mean, yes, there's the Tahir Whitehead penalty, which we all want back, there's the DJ Moore personal foul that you want back, but it was not a game of disorganization. And that's interesting in lieu of the fact that we heard that they were having communication issues between the headset and whoever the signal caller was. They said 10 to 12 plays. So I think here is that the offense looked good, is that um, ultimately I think this is Teddy Bridgewater played very well for his debut. And I think that's exactly what they wanted him to be. And that is a guy... Mm -hmm who may not put up he's not going to do what Aaron Rodgers did to the Vikings. But he also he was able to he didn't he didn't make mistakes. He didn't play overly conservative either. Right? And yeah, was it picture perfect? No. It was When you
5: when you say he didn't play overly conservative, I I don't think that he played Extrovert or you know, very liberal either. I mean, yeah, I think it was a middle of the pack yeah, yeah, performance. Which is he had
2: that.
6: Hit. Gene, yeah, Gene, Gene a... go ahead.
2: Gene, go ahead. Gene, go ahead.
6: Yeah, uh, there's a lot of Teddy Bridgewater hate, and uh, again, I just don't understand it. The guy ran for 26 yards. I mean, he was 22 of 34, 270 yards, no interceptions. Uh, he made plays with his legs, and um, that was. And he made logical moves down the field. They were able to move the ball up and down the field. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball there were a lot of missed tackles the players were in place the players were in place to make those plays but they just couldn't wrap up and I think that's coachable that's something fixable that can easily be remedied as the season progresses this is the first game of the season and that's kind of how you have to look at it uh, I'm, I'm sorry but I, I don't have a problem with what uh, Teddy Bridgewater did I know that people are uh, accustomed to Cam Newton but but i believe that he can get you some wins he can put you in a position to win if if all if you have four quarters of football on both sides of the ball so i i don't think it's as bad and i said this even before the season started when i was on before he's not that bad he's not as bad as people are making him out to be
4: i agree
0: yeah Yeah, looking at overall, he had a 98 rating. I mean, I was kind of harsh on him on Saturday, and it's not that I don't like Teddy Bridgewater. I want him to be, I want him to be successful. I don't mind him being our quarterback. I think for me, in my mind, Sunday, Sunday is what I mean. Yeah, for me, what I mean is like
4: Saturday, uh, you were ripping him. Sunday, yeah, eh, not so much. Now, is he an upgrade?
6: I think he's an upgrade over the quarterback that you had here last year. Oh, certainly
5: over Kyle Allen. Oh, yeah, sure, but I I think. I think the, the, the thing like Ten Tizzy in our chat says Ted is fine, but he's not elite. And that's, that's kind of what, what the that's kind of what the fear is. It's like if we're gonna rebuild this football team, there's a lot of the fan base that would rather do it with a brand new quarterback coming through the draft instead of someone that we don't feel like we're gonna be it's able to do. It's gonna come. It's gonna come. It's not but but it just wasn't right, in listen, the cards I'm just saying this no, 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 no 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 I'm not I'm not I'm not shitting on them right now. All I'm saying is, is like for for to explain to Gene like the people that are like, you know, it's not that we're not sold on Teddy Bridgewater, but I can also say this too. I feel like part of the reason why Greg and I and a lot of other people online got upset is because uh, Teddy Bridgewater missed a lot of throws and or not a lot of throws, but he missed a good number of throws. And normally Panther Nation would be saying oh well there's cam would have missed that or you know like we brought in this guy to be able to be more accurate and a better ball distributor and if he's not going if he's not going to be an upgrade over cam newton then people are going yeah yeah, yeah people are going to continue to be like
4: well hold on we i would argue that he was really an upgrade good. in that capacity in this game but go ahead, Greg. We cut you off. Go ahead back to your comments right here. Is that going back to Saturday and Sunday, little harsh then. Now you've 48 hours removed. How do you feel?
0: Uh, it's like I said, I I feel good about Bridgewater. I, I feel like he, he can be a sufficient quarterback. But like they said in the chat, I don't see him as an elite quarterback. And I think my biggest issue is what Cody was talking about, but it's also – in my mind I can't imagine getting rid of Cam Newton for anything other than another elite quarterback and it feels like it feels like we can't because I, I I guess I still had faith in Cam Newton I felt like he'd come back from being injured but I feel like getting rid of that kind of player you have to get in my mind something better than Bridgewater but Bridgewater has the ability to prove me wrong and I hope he yeah. does and,
4: and honestly, I really hope he does. Though, here's the thing yeah. is that in free agency right now, Say say Cam Newton would have been hurt, right? Say Cam Newton got injured, and we mm. had our pick of the free agent litter. It's probably Teddy Bridgewater. Yes, you know,
5: yeah, we wanted Teddy Bridge.
4: And so I do think, I know that there, and look, is that I'm the first person to admit that I love Cam more than anything. And I understand mm. the emotional capacity. And argue, we argued for months and months and months, that you're not saving any money. Just play him in his last year. Let's see what it happens mm-hmm. in this and that. And it is irritating to me, too, when people are like, just turn the page. Just turn the page. Forget about that. Like, I mean, that's a little bit too much, too. Mm-hmm. But I would say that Teddy was kind of not Cam in a good way on Sunday. Yeah. Is that, yeah, did he miss a couple of passes? Certainly. But he didn't... The only one that I remember that was just, like, ridic- not even, like, close was the one in the end zone, and that might even been a good thing because if you're not going to get the pass, it's better to throw it de- long. You know, that was the one DJ ended up getting unnecessary roughness or not uh that personal.
5: You know, that missed to the flat was kind of egregious. But, hey, can I be positive for a sec? Listen, I think Terry Bridgewater has more to prove. Is not done proving it. All right, there's a lot of football left to play, and if anything, one of the things I want to pin, I want to pinpoint three different names: Matt Paradis, uh, is it John Schofield? What's his first Michael name? Michael Schofield, Prison Break. Michael Schofield, uh, and uh, and John Miller. Man, our our, our interior three, they look good. I mean, even when you go back and look at them on on film. Like, not only were they not beaten, really, I mean, maybe one, I think there was one sack and that might have been on on Teddy, in my opinion, for not rolling out when you should have. But our interior offensive line, when you go back and watch the replay and watch the film, watch some of the highlights, like, they never got blown off the football, but there were a few times when they were pancaking uh, the defensive tackles for the Raiders and they have one of... You know they have a, a decent defensive line, so uh, I think that bodes well for Teddy Bridgewater. That bodes well for Christian McCaffrey, and that's going to be our our thing going forward. We have to protect Teddy, and we have to feed McCaffrey m- way more than we did against uh, Vegas. We have to feed him more.
4: Well, I tell you this: is I tried to t- uh, been telling you on paper that this offensive line was the best one we've had in a while and I don't care who the guards were at this point, is that the idea of Moat and Okun? got beat once. Moat got pushed back once. Boy, we looked at this pocket. It was the best-looking pocket we've ever seen. We've seen and the only
2: reason that we got that was because Bridgewater did hold him to the ball way too long. Yeah, it did hold on. Long but,
4: to the no, ball. But he had good pocket awareness. He climbed yeah, the pocket yeah. when it broke yeah. and this he, and that. He he like, like, I was awareness. absolutely... 100 percent happy with With the the offensive offensive lines performance that's the best we've seen in a long time yeah can we say you didn't get you didn't overly feed christian mccaffrey but then last year we were so one-dimensional it worked christian mccaffrey was sensational in this game (laughs) Mm -hmm. i really looking back i've watched the game several times and i was not downtrodden after this loss The only reason I was disheartened by this loss was because this is the one that I really think we have, like, a legitimate chance to be to win. The winners. Yeah. Yeah, Is Mm -hmm. that every other one is I feel like every other team we're going to play going forward, at least on paper, and what we know of them before this past week, you know, it's a larger mountain to climb. But I was very happy. I I look back, and you know, I'm not upset with the play calling at all. Um, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about the defense, but let's move to the play calling very quickly. Is that the immediate talk of the town? And kudos for Joe Pierce person to still having a little sensationalism in him. He's the first guy that asked Matt Rule about the fourth down call. I think I've got Here we go. Let me see. Here we go. Here's Matt Rule on the fourth down. Matt show. Scott Fowler from the oh, Charlotte Fowler. Observer.
7: Why not put it in Christian McCaffrey's hands on that fourth and one?
3: Yeah, it, it's it's a great question and um you know um and I'm not second guessing anyone. That that that, that that's a that's a head coach just, you know, decision type thing. So I you know to me that's that's um that's something that I have to think about, you know, you know, walking away from this. But we have confidence in all of our players, and we have confidence in our plays, and you know that kind of inside of inside of the yard, you know, that sort of that fullback belly quarterback sneak. That's kind of the world that we're in, and it had worked before, so we thought it would work again. But um, you know, I think when you write up, you know, who to blame for that, I think the only person you can blame is the head coach.
4: I like this is that Matt rule mm-hmm. obviously is going to take the credit for this, whether or not who is the one that calls the, you know, is that Joe Brady's calling the plays. I'm pretty sure he's giving him court blanche on that. Um, what's interesting about this is he said, we did this earlier in the game. I think they did it on third and one. They ran the fullback. Mm-hmm. There was a fourth and one earlier that they got where they ran with Christian McCaffrey actually. Yeah. Um, Overall,
2: I really no, don't no, no, care. The, they ran one earlier that was a fourth and one. That was Arma as well. He got the. He so got he the had a down.
4: third and one pickup and a fourth and one pickup?
2: No, it was a fourth and one that they gave him. They I I only ran him it. one time. I, okay, but that. then
4: maybe it was Mike Davis that got a carry. I saw somebody other than Christian McCaffrey on a third and one pick it up. Um, But here, look, is the head coach has got to say these things. But even this, as I look at the play call, I look at all of this. Is that, all right, I'll, well, we'll just open this up. And let's ask our guest, Gene, is it the wrong call to not give the ball to CMC on fourth and one when the game's where you're trying to stay alive? This is the immediate thing Panther fans went ballistic about.
6: I would I would have given it to him. I mean, you know what to expect, but I've I've seen times where he runs, and you you already know what he's going to do, but they can't stop him. And uh, I saw that a couple of times in the game yesterday against the Raiders. Uh, you know, they had him dead to rights, and he still, natural ability, was able to uh, move the ball forward. Wow. So, yeah, if it, if it were me, that would be the direction I would go. That's what he's there for. He is an offensive weapon, and that's what you want to use him as.
4: I... Yeah, I saw a great tweet, and I wish I could credit the person who said it. It may have been Josh Klein from uh, Rowan Riot or Keep Pounding. I feel like they've been popping up in my feed a ton lately. But they said, look, Madden prepared us for the fullback fourth and one. Like that's what you get that on Madden basic. I think their point was on Madden, we get that all day long. You're going to get that. And I actually do feel okay with that is that that's why you have the fullback, this big guy that's supposed to do this. I think a quarterback sneak might've been interesting, but ultimately 48 hours removed. Cody, are you still infuriated by the idea that it wasn't Christian McCaffrey or as some people have floated out, that the run up the gut itself was also just unexciting.
5: You so know, listen, the, the, Cam would roll that
4: sucker out. Don't say his word, yeah. don't say his name. I feel uh, like yeah, he's that's Voldemort. Voldemort. Is he that's Voldemort? Voldemort. Yeah. You can't say that. Now. I'm reading that with yeah. my kids now, so I know who that is.
5: Oh, dude, that was my favorites going up. Uh, but yeah, listen, um, it was the wrong play call. It was the wrong play call, and they gave it to the wrong person. Listen, I understand if you want to give it to the fullback on a fourth and one, you know, in the second or third quarter, fine. But when the game is on the line, give it to the guy that you just paid sixteen million dollars a year to be the face of this offense. That that's not too much to ask. Like, I mean, after losing so many people, Christian is the face of this football team right now. And frankly, our offense goes the way that it goes. If we're able to have a dominant rushing attack, then the Panthers are going to be in every game that we play. But if we're not able to feed Christian appropriately, then our chances go down and down and down. Because I don't think that we're going to win a shootout with more of these high-powered offenses. But I'm over it now. It was the first game of the year. I'm yeah. not going. I'm not going to hold Matt Rule over unnecessarily hot colds like that. You know this was his first time being the head old golden boy yeah, Joe guys,
8: Brady.
5: guys potentially could 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 Teddy
6: have run that himself. I mean, we saw him make plays with his legs, you know, occasionally throughout the game. Uh mm-hmm. wouldn't he have been another option to to get that 1 yard? I, I mean, he would have been an option. Curtis Daniel would have been an option. You would have had think- uh an
2: Ian Thomas or Chris Manhurst. I mean, there's there's so many options. I, I to put I'm of the opposite. And I said it on on Sunday night after the game. I said, it worked earlier in the game. Uh, We put the ball in Arma's hands. He was able to get the two yards when they knew it was going to be Arma, you know, when they knew it was coming up the gut, right? And the fact that it didn't work this time, it's nobody's fault. It's no, the Raiders, if you look at it, they played that very,
4: very, very well.
2: Yeah. And, you know, I'm 100%
4: fine with it. I have zero the only person,
2: the only person I would say, is when you look at that box, as a quarterback, if you have a second option, you take it. Because there is nothing. Like, even if you give ball, that ball to Christian McCaffrey, unless he's able to bounce to the outside, nobody was getting through that line right there. That line was tight.
4: Yeah, and I think, yeah, you know, Oakland has been better against the run, against the pass, and some things. But this is, you know, I, I, again, I think that the Panthers... They're a reminder. They're underdogs. They were underdogs in this game. They're going to be underdogs going forward. I think the fact that we were in it to win it at the end, kind of, uh, you know, there's some other things is that we really shouldn't have been in that situation. You know, there's some ideas that, you know, I mean, we gave them an opportunity to get back in the game. So I'm not going to go overly crazy on it. A lot of fans, uh, some fans have been upset. Some fans have been, um, you know, very supportive. But I do think just let's think of it like this is I would say that we had Greg and this is a good way to bring you into the conversation. I remember at the end of the half, you texted us. Don't they know they have timeouts? And even though I understand what you were saying, because like it felt like you needed to call a timeout. They mm-hmm. really, f- I've really felt like at the end of the day, they were making good clock management decisions because they, you know, you know, you were getting it to the end. They're going to make sure there was no time left. It was not, I, I got what you were saying, right? It's like, mm-hmm. I understood. It felt like. It hey, felt we- slow.
2: It felt oh, yeah. slow. It, well, you- it felt you-
4: like you- it
0: for sure. I was just yeah. Saying, well, you'll even like see was the- the- yeah. You'll even see the text that I had right after that. I was like, well, I was wrong. They they obviously managed that very well because I felt like the true to call timeout, but that was just me being wrong. And I, I no, said but that. I was I think... with
4: you. Like I was thinking uh, the yeah. same thing. But how many times have we seen a Ron Rivera squad? How many times have people been up here in the chat room talking about how poorly managed the clock was? This and that, and we go. Well, mm-hmm. Ron Rivera is a defensive coach. You would think he'd be better at managing the clock. Ice up Fangio last night, but but I, mean,
5: I, I, I hate to do well, this at a at a whole but don't you have to how much are we going to this year how much of a pass do we give our coaches for That's, it being their first year in the NFL
4: but you're not giving them a pass if they're doing it right yeah well, that here's, wasn't here's my thing wrong though with
0: that. this is what I think me like deep down and a lot of fans that kind of feel the same way I do are feeling is I see a completely different team on the field but I see a completely same result that I had last year like i said last year we scored 30 points a lot of times Six, a lot of the games we lost, we lost by one possession, less than three points, or we you know, six points. The, so I thought,
2: we, I thought we only scored thirty twice last year. Nah, we were. Mm, well, I'll
0: to, maybe I'll have to check it out. We were pretty. Pro. Didn't I didn't Kyle like- Allen win
2: the first five games that he
0: played? Yeah, but they yeah. weren't like high scoring affairs. Mm, but they I were. To, decent. I, I remember. Yeah, I think, way.
4: like we put up decent numbers the last couple of years.
0: Th- that's my thing. Is I see a totally different team, same result. I think is what I'm feeling, and and I know it's first game. I've got to I've got to let that go, and and move forward and see what happens in the future. But I think that's where I'm stuck at at the moment.
8: I think You know, because, you know, I didn't
2: like the rule higher anyway. Here's where I changed my mind with the urgency at the end of the first half. We were at third and 10 or third and seven, and we were on the 50-yard line, and there was a minute and 30 seconds left, and the clock was running. And my thought is, if they run this now, Raiders get the ball back with yes. all their timeouts, yes. and they're about to march down the other side of the field. Can't so they we, when em. we were... When we were past the 50, and they started to actually kind of speed up a little bit, they were moving, they were making sure they were lined up. Maybe they weren't running. It didn't feel like they were panicked. I actually felt like it was cal- calm, cool, and collected, which I actually liked because you didn't see mistakes. And, and there was How a many, good play right there at
0: the end of the half, too, where Teddy Bridgebar looked at the clock, slid, and took a timeout. And smartest I was thing i was impressed with that. Seen, yeah, yeah, and on top
4: that. of that is how many times have we with a coaching staff that have been intact with a quarterback who was been our quarterback, you think he knows what's going – how many times have the Panthers taken delay of games at that moment with Cam Newton under mm-hmm. center with – and you're sitting there and we've always been trying to figure out, is it Mike Shula getting in the play late? Is it this and that? We didn't know. We didn't have that – Even Teddy did let the clock go down to the end. The only bad thing about letting the clock go, the play clock go down, is that defense does get a little advantage because they know a little bit how to jump. You know what I'm saying? Like, is that if the clock's about to go off. But other than that, I think, too, thinking back, uh, some of the criticism I saw on Twitter and among Panther fans at the end where where we were run we ran it three times at the in the fourth quarter, like you know, where we were to get to the fourth and one or whatever. But Christian McCaffrey had been eating them up and it was working. Like you're getting three, six, eight yards a clip. Why not run the ball? And again, if your defense can't stop uh you know, anything, you do wanna run that clock all the way down. So I think this is that I got glowing reviews. For the coaching staff at this point and the way the team looked. And with the idea, is that you gotta remember is that the difference between Greg last year and this year, and maybe not so much last year because we had Kyle Allen at the helm and stuff, but the idea was is we wanted to we thought we could be winners going into the season. This year, it's like all gravy. Like if we went again, we're like, "Whoa, whoa!" Like that was a positive performance overall. It's aiming low, aiming yeah, low. And, yeah, and but and it's supposed to be. It's not. It's not even the aiming yeah. low because your team is not calibrated to aim high. Right, I, I get that. Yeah. So Did we you? didn't look disorganized overall. I do
5: want. I do want ahead. to throw this out there, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not. But the play calling to me compared to what I saw at LSU was tepid. It almost looked to me like they were afraid to uh, throw the ball deep at Teddy Bridgewater, to really throw with the explosive plays. Maybe I'm reading into things. I don't know. But it seemed to me like the play calling, um, it wasn't wasn't very inventive. It wasn't the the Joe Brady. When
4: you throw 200, our quarterback had 270 yards. We rushed for 128 yards. You know, we we put up in a minute here. Let's look at their rushing yards. They had 133 rushing yards. We had 128. We had Derek Carr pass for 239 yards. Teddy Bridgewater pass for 270. We were not stagnant. Do you need to be inventive in a way? I don't know. I, I was, uh, as Joe Brady's
5: first like game, remember a lot the more three outs. Three outs. We, what? A lot more three-and-outs. Like, a lot more situation where we should have been better moving the football. And it just seemed like most of our throws were to the middle level of the field. And last year, the Raiders had one of the worst Did secondary plays. Did you not see play. the Saints game?
4: I can't wait to we
0: ask. were We were seven for 13 on third downs, and we had 22 total first
5: downs. All right, so uh, that's a little good. more than it was half. Pretty
4: good. It was pretty good. Yeah, we- All right, Um, the other thing is this, is let me see. I did have less because I don't want to spend too, too much time because the cat calls are going to bring this in. I wanted to bring this up is Gene said that the problems on defense seem to be tackling a little bit, and here's Matt Rule on it, and I think he agrees with Gene. Um,
3: I, you know, I think, uh, I think we had a hard time on third down, and they were in so many third and shorts. And I think that just goes back to uh, their ability to, 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 to run the football and then at the same time get the ball on the perimeter with some screens. There wasn't a lot of drop back passes. There weren't a lot of,
5: you know, there were some
3: play actions that that hurt us for some big plays, but there weren't a lot of like drop back passes. You know, there was a lot more run the ball, get the ball on the perimeter. And so, you know, we knew going in, you know, going back to all my press conferences all week, I I think I said that that was, that would be the game or their big powerful front and um I think we just, you know, the the drives where we had success, we stopped them on first down and had them in second and long and just weren't able to do that enough um, um, to to have a better day.
4: I just want to mention that is that, um, you know, is that when you look at this and the last comment I have about the defense is that I was actually very excited. I was looking at the defense today, you know, and uh, my question to you is KK Short done? I screenshotted a picture from Koontz. I wish I, like, if we wouldn't have been messing with the stuff, I was going to have a little bit more time to get some things ready, some graphics. It's crazy. It was crazy. I went and watched the play, and I don't believe the game book. If you go and look at the game book, they tell you the percentage of plays that each player played. And I don't believe it. Like, I just don't think it's right because I watched and I watched – and 99 was not out there a lot i saw a ton of bravion roy it said they only played 30 percent of the downs i saw look zach kerr whoever this is defensive end i'm starting to wonder i got questions about this is Derek brown you go and look at it yeah there was a couple of plays like maybe he could have been a little bit better but he He's going to be fine settling in. Um, he was a country boy strong, just bucking people at certain times. But my question is, 31 years old, the most expensive player on the team, KK Short, and he's not out there a ton, or it just didn't feel like it. Now, i he's my favorite player on the team. I don't want to hear this crap. We should have kept this and this. It's a, I don't want to no buyer's remorse. But my I wonder if the team if the defense is just gonna continue to be a bunch of different guys all the time.
5: Well, I know one thing. Uh I, I would like our linebacking core to be some different guys. Um I, I felt oh, talk like they looked, yeah, yeah, listen, they looked out of sorts. I feel like we're all gonna be mentioning our defensive backfield. And, yeah, we we have some problems in our defensive backfield. Thank God we signed Russell Douglas when we did for him to be able to come in and contribute. But the fact of the matter is the middle of the field, uh, it was bad for us, man. Mm -hmm. And Shaq Thompson wasn't overly impressive either. And, you know, listen, I'm going to give credit where credit was due. Shout out to our man Pat Coltrane, Baby Bubba. I was watching him on YouTube, and he brought up a good point. It's like, why don't we give Shaq Thompson – a shot at the middle linebacker he's been here with luke he's been here with thomas davis like the the middle linebacker in in a four three is the most important position amongst the linebacker group right they're the quarterback of the defense why is a a first year guy with the panthers manning the most important linebacker position on the football team like why does shack still not wrap up when he tackles like There's a lot of dumb things that we continue to see. And, man, once we face the better offensive lines in football, they're going to start to kill us on those second levels when the guards start to pull and start blocking on the second level. I mean, you already saw Josh Jacob. I mean, listen, uh, Josh Jacob was bouncing balls to to the edges, and our linebackers knew that it was coming and could not keep up with him. And that's a problem. All
4: right, so I I got two comments on that. One is that I have been rooting for Shaq to be great. I have. I got his jersey before he played it down. Yes, is it a China version? Yes, it's not the real version. It's a China (laughs) version. But I don't give a shit. I got mad Chinese jerseys. I don't care. You can get them mugs on Alibaba for like 40 bucks. Um. But I've been rooting for him to be great and this and that. And it's just never been consistent. It's never been fantastic. And everybody's always been telling me it's coming. It's there. It's there. It's coming. So that's one concern I have there. And then the other thing that I wanted to mention about, I watched the condensed game version and everybody, everybody has been on Twitter talking about Jeremy Chin. And I didn't see what everybody said. Now, now I'm not saying he didn't play. Like here, oh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna trying to find his tackle stats or whatever. But everybody everybody said like this dude was a tackling machine. This and that. Jeremy Chin, he did have, he had eight combined tackles. Shaq had twelve. I just did not see him. As impactful as everybody said he was. Now I didn't say he was a weakness or a detriment, I'm not saying that. I think this is that the defense I don't know where the weakness was, and I actually don't feel it was the secondary as much. Now Henry Ruggs getting hurt was a thing, and that helped us. The last point I would say is that when you were talking about four three three I actually saw us in the three four a good bit. Not a ton, but we were switching up formations. I like that. I think uh, Snow's defense is going to be nasty. I do want to continue to tell y'all, especially you draft heads, Cody, defensive ends don't work their first one or two years unless they are Julius Peppers. So temper your gross matose shit. Temper your gross matose mess temper your even Brian Burns we saw the problem with setting the edge over and over I think this is that this defense is going to be good but I expect it to be good in two years
0: well Chen saves a touchdown with one of those tackles and I know I'd be commenting on me and CK were talking about it. he closed fast too I thought that was a touchdown for sure and he closed real fast and wrapped up and I was impressed with that um can I bring up another topic that we should probably touch on a little bit yeah and then we're gonna team. sneak
4: in a, a cat call and then we're gonna talk tampa bay because we got gene sitting here he's like and gene please okay. talk on the panthers i know that you're sitting here going let me out of here <laughs> no, no it's fine it's it's good to uh to get a good knowledge of you know
6: what you guys think of of these players i mean i i've pretty much listening to espn and nfl network i tend to get my information from podcasts because me too
4: yeah, because in- we're watching them nonstop. Is that, yes, We are, or no, are we, am I a football expert? Am I out here? But I tell you this, is I know all the names of the team. Well, I did until this year. Uh, but we're watching every play. It's amazing how much, um, how niche this is going. Go ahead, Greg, and bring that topic mm-hmm. up, and then we're going to sneak in a catcall.
0: Just real quick, minus the actual kicking, we could talk about field goal kicking too. How special teams, or how'd that make y'all feel? I know I touched on it real quick on Sun on Sunday on the post game show about how seeing Farrell Cooper, I'm not scared of him catching the ball, and I've been scared for so many years of a punt returner, or a kick returner. What do y'all feel about that? I mean, Dude, you know I mean? he was do You amazing. feel a lot better about he the return like game. Th- yeah.
4: Third best player on our team. Yeah. Right, and and here is that I do I agree with you. Is that like you don't have. And and maybe it was just, like, out of naivete that I didn't feel scared because I didn't know ba- – basically, I don't know Farrow Cooper well, right? But I do know he's a two-time right. pro bowler, I believe, on special teams and some different things. But my man was getting positive yards. He won't mm-hmm. make him dumb plays. The The kicking game, the return game has, all, has been a weakness for us Since Ted Ginn (laughs) the first time. Mm -hmm. like Right? Really, the first Ted Ginn was the first time that the return game was a threat and positive. The second rendition of Ted Ginn was steady but not positive. Like, he just wasn't making plays, but he wasn't Mm -hmm. making mistakes. But any other guy other than that, it's just been a fucking nightmare. But I do got to point out this, is Sly... Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. L- missing yeah. the extra point is unacceptable, and the only thing that makes Sly not ready to be pitchforked and kicked out of here is that we watched Gostowski last night.
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, but it oh was go- it was three NFL though. Kickers kickers are missing extra points. They're missing chip yeah. shot. It's just NFL wide. It's not just any any specific team.
4: Do it's you everybody. Take, yeah. Do you feel good? Gene, when you see this shit happen to other people? uh, No, I just, it, it makes sense. I mean, for, what for whatever mean, you're reason. You're supposed to say yes because y'all had two years or three oh, years had, of like, that shit years. being had, it's, miserable. It's a,
6: curse. it's a revolving door curse. It's like our kickers, you can look at Cleveland Brown quarterbacks and look at Buccaneer kickers. It's about the same thing.
5: <laughs> That's funny.
4: All right. Any other There's a lot on of that? bad
5: kicking right now, though. It's not just, hey, did Justin Graham Graham go for uh, York uh, on York on Monday Night Football? Did he miss something? miss no. something? Please say yes. No, I, I don't, I don't recall him no, missing nah, anything. little shut up shut up
4: how about this little bit of a little bit
5: a big one. Oh. a
4: like couldn't the, do a big one. Dude, all right, so I like three yards, wasn't it? I flipped over to the channel, like I I was like a couple minutes late. You know what I'm saying? We're cooking dinner. I turn it on. I see Saquon catch this pass, jumping over cats, being Saquon. And then I had to take my kid to Boy Scouts, and I'm listening on the radio, and they're like Saquon has negative nine yards rushing. I was like, what? I did not. How is that even possible? Anyway. Um, let's go to the cat calls. The number is 252 228 5098. I'm pretty sure they're coming after Greg and Cody like all night. So, what are your thoughts on cat calling? Yeah, it's I'm pretty sure. F- you yeah. shouldn't
3: do that to somebody.
4: And how did that make you feel?
3: Uh, very
9: uncomfortable.
2: So, how do you think cat calling makes the person feel?
9: It feels a good. And like,
10: three and a four and a- who's that cat sitting in the back corner with his face buried in his Who's that kid?
11: Hey guys, it's Kylie from Spruce Pond. Uh, I know it's been a while since I've called, um, and that doesn't mean I'm not listening. I listen to the post-game the show uh, with the Raiders, and I gotta say, man, I really don't understand why y'all are so against Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I thought the dude played a pretty decent game, and, and honestly, we paid the man to be a decent quarterback. It's not like we paid Teddy Bridgewater 30 or $40 million a year. We paid Teddy Bridgewater $20 million per year for three years to be a bridge quarterback. So bridge my dream scenario for this Teddy year was to, uh, uh, be competitive in every game, but lose 15 of them. I, I don't want to go 0-16. I don't want that... Uh, Uh, that mark in franchise history, but I do want that number one pick for Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence. And um, we expected their defense to be bad. Uh, I think everybody expected their defense to be bad, but Teddy Bridgewater wasn't the problem. Uh, He put up 30 points. The defense Uh, gave up 34 and didn't have a sack. I, I think that was more of the issue than Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, the dude's not perfect, but we didn't pay him to be perfect. He's not going to be Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I, I think he did just fine with what he had, and I, I think he was what we paid him to be.
4: He was, and I do believe this. He was what we thought he was, maybe even a little better. In his debut. I, would, I want to point that <laughs> out, too. It's a debut game. <laughs> you know the with all different parts like this offense it c- arguably should get better and better each week teddy should get better you would think and certainly he's not going to be flawless throughout the season but i agree i agree is that um all right i'll let y'all two take that i don't need to do it y'all two
0: take <laughs> i it. mean he's, he, there, he's nothing he's saying is not true so like I said, I mean Bridgewater didn't have a bad game. Like me and Cody were saying, there are a few things we didn't like, but it is the first game. You know, I've stepped back now. It's the first game. I'm gonna give him a chance, but we'll just see what happens, man. Like, like I, I don't think I guess. Like I said, I just wanted an elite quarterback, which we don't have, but we may end up getting one in the future. Like you said, Tony. So and maybe, Bridgewater, maybe Bridgewater will grow into that. You know?
5: Yeah, and Teddy Bridgewater is who we thought he was. Mm-hmm. Like he's a game. I, I said before this season, if Teddy Bridgewater can end up being. Jimmy Garoppolo, then that's the best that we could hope for. Mm-hmm. Then there's someone that operates in rhythm fast, get the ball out. That you know, they're not making the craziest throws, but they don't have to because they operate their offense efficiently. And uh, you know, for the most part, we did that, but I still think he missed some layups. And again, I'm just not so it. it's hard to, to want the number one pick in the draft and then be like. Oh, Teddy's good. You know, he's, it's it's a hard thing to wrestle with, man. But, like, right now, Teddy has uh, a bunch of games left to prove all of us wrong. Like, Greg and, and me don't need to change our opinions. We're not Teddy Bridgewater believers, and, and we don't have to be. Granted, if something we happens to You don't have change,
4: to be a hater, though, is what they're going to say.
5: But— yeah that's, yeah, that's fine. My right here but yeah. is you guys, and, and to be honest, I do want to give the... But hey, how about, the, this? Oh, how about this? I'd be a hater if I want to be,
8: man.
5: If I'm a hater, man. I'm a hater, bro. Yeah, maybe I am a hater. Listen, man. <laughs> you, got you got a, lot a of hater on your own left.
4: team. It's wrong. It's not right. <laughs> it's like, except unless his name is Colin Jones, or as we're bringing up uh, Pat Coltrane twice today,
5: Paul and Pones. <laughs> we don't say his name. Um, we're I gonna think do... there's a difference between being a hater and being reasonable, and I think that Greg and myself are well. Very... And then
4: after the game, I do want to caution Panther fans: is that the post-game is an emotional show. Yes, right. Right. Is that we don't get to rewatch and to think and to look. It's and on top of that, we're saying our opinions on at glances. You know what I'm saying? Like. Of the game is that is that yes everybody watches it as best as possible but if you look away and this and that so do like know that that's why we say forty eight hours removed where we at now we're gonna do one more call and then we're gonna get into the Tampa Bay Buck stuff and you guys cover the call because I gotta go get another drink
12: Mister me Mister Twitter Mister Uh Oh Draft expert. Here It Comes <laughs> I uh, Made A Comment About Uh, Brown, right? Derrick Brown. and like how you're disappointed in him and how we needed a game-changing linebacker or something, right? Are you talking about that same game-changing linebacker that you said can cover Julio Jones one-on-one? You mean the one that got drafted by the Cardinals? The one that got cooked by Roheem Mostert in the running backs? The one that couldn't keep up in coverage and ran into his own player? The one that gave up 100 yards receiving and two touchdowns, and had a whole horse-collar penalty. Are we talking about that linebacker in that defense? Which, by the way, if you look across the board, of the talented defense, the Cardinals are actually better than we are. So what the hell do you think Isaiah Simmons would have did in our defense? Mr. Draft Expert. Yeah, and you're not even a draft expert. I'll tell you exactly what What Uber drivers are to Amazon. That's what you are to the draft (laughs) analysis. You're a cheaper version of a draft expert. You're a biased Clemson fan and you don't understand what actually goes into a football game. You're all here making all kinds of comments and you don't understand what you're saying. I get that you like Cam Newton. I get that you like Isaiah Simmons, but Isaiah Simmons had three tackles, the same amount of tackles as Derrick Brown. Oh, by the way, Derrick Brown actually had a better game because he had a tackle for a loss and a bad pass on a line of scrimmage. At least he affected the game in some way and not get cooked by a receiver by a running back. Yeah, but he the, did
5: you know, did affect oh, the game the Don't, them, yeah, don't make
12: sure excuses for Isaiah Simmons if you ain't going to make excuses for Derrick Brown. And the next phone call is for Stat Daddy. <laughs>
5: One, All here's right. the deal, man. Like, at the end of the game, I mean, I was just watching the clip that Brian Baldanger put on Twitter right now of the interior guards for the uh, for the Raiders just blowing and just beating the hell out of, out of Derek Brown, moving him off the football, letting Josh Jacobs run right into the end zone. So, listen, here's what I'm saying. I'm not in the, in, in the mode to judge a rookie football player based off their first game in the NFL. I'm not telling you that Derrick Brown is shit. I'm not telling you that it was a bad draft pick, that he's not going to eventually be what the Panthers want him to be. But there's a lot of shit that goes into it. I'll look at Isaiah Simmons' uh, film and tell you honestly about what happened. But, dude, like to got make this one for one thing,
4: bro, my thing, my, my
5: thing is this. If, one, if you're not taking into account what they're being asked to do in their defense, who they're going up against, how their off season went. I'm not making excuses for no one, bro. And hey, if you can do a better job writing about football, then do it. Until then, bro, fucking, hey, oh, do do better. That's what I exactly. always say, man. All right. No, uh, no, you missed phone call. You did out miss that call. <laughs> call. Yeah, it <laughs> missed
0: for the me, too, so
5: Bro, did I'll put my. Yeah, I'll put my yeah. knowledge against sure. any fucking random ass Twitter fan that wants to come in here and talk shit, bro. I can put up a show. It's up. all right.
4: Is that I've I've taken the brunt of it before. Is that my man told me? There's been a couple of times they come after me and they're like, "Dude, you're so." so yeah, but also nothing
5: he said was true either. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like if you're gonna say something. At least be factual in the shit that he's got. He's got said. three more
4: calls loaded up, but we're not going to get mm-hmm. into them now. We got a lot of calls to get through. Let's though, turn our attention to the future. And uh, actually, the past, the future past of another team. We brought our, my longtime buddy, my longtime buddy, Gina and I go back when it comes to this podcast and joint is we've yes, been I'll- hanging out on the internet for like 7 years, bro. You're my man. He's got the best podcast name in the world. Buck what you heard. Gene Thomas here to help us break down the Bucks and uh disappointing start for the Bucks. You lose on the road to the Saints. You know, tempered expectations, I guess at that moment. I I did tweet this out. Fooled by the hype again. I, I hate to say this, but, and I actually don't hate to say it to gene because he's always so nice to us about our own team. There's so many times I thought the bucks were going to be really good and they aren't, they haven't been like, I have bought into the hype. It's I'm kind of like, uh, I gotta wait to, I won't believe it till I see it type moment. And again, I was fooled again. I was like, man, I think this is it. The defense is straight. This and that. I went back and watched the game, Gene, and I got to believe this: It's not as bad as people say. Yep. That game was lost by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a many ways, and I do know that the Saints, I have underestimated the Saints over and over at every turn. I still don't believe in their defense when I should. It really is good, the defense and this and that. But the bucks were not terrible. Like people want to think. What's your thought about the game? Tom Brady's first start. Are you upset? Do you? Is it what? What is what? What's going on,
6: man? Uh, for me, I actually, if you go back and listen to the podcast, I didn't pick the Bucks to win. I was probably one of the few that did not. Uh, the Saints have gone to the playoffs uh, the last several years. Uh, they've won the NFC South. I mean, they're the team to beat. That's the that's the measuring stick for the NFC South right now. Whether you like them or hate them, which I have a lot of hatred for them, uh, they don't have salary cap. I don't know what their salary cap situation is because they every time you're supposed to be in salary cap hell, they're, they end up getting a player, and uh, it blows my mind. Mickey Loomis, I have a love hate relationship with that guy. But kind of getting back to the game, uh, the Bucks beat themselves. There were some really costly penalties, and. I know Buck's Twitter. If you follow Buck's Twitter, you hear a lot of people that were mad about the number of penalties. It's where the penalties had occurred uh, that really bothers me. And when you have a drive going, and um, you know the drive gets stalled because of you know stupid penalties. Uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady was Tom Brady. Uh, you know his first game as a Buccaneer. Uh, I he threw a pick six, and uh, you know he had another interception. Both led to touchdowns and uh you you kind of see that's kind of the the difference in the game so uh it, it's cohesion getting these players together and you know we'll just kind of have to see what they do uh to regroup and
4: uh, it's going to tell a lot about how tampa responds against the carolina panthers in this game why was the bucks defense not better here and the reason I say that is because I believe in this Bucks defense. I saw them get better all year last year. The person I really truly believe in is Todd Bowles more than anybody is that this guy's well, legit. And then I look at Drew Brees and that, and they were, I felt like they, people thought they were better than they were on offense. And I well, love, I got Alvin Kamara in my fantasy league. So I'm rooting for Like I'm rooting for that secretly but I don't think that the Saints offense was like a juggernaut. Why did you guys fail there?
6: Yeah, again, it was just costly penalties and turnovers. I mean, you you look, uh, Alvin Kamara was held, uh, I think, like 40-something, 46 yards rushing. Um, Michael Thomas was held at 13 yards receiving. Uh, he got and injured.
4: Then, he did get injured.
6: Well, he got injured at the end of the game when they tried to hang 40 on Tampa in that little cute little trick play and um you know that he was out there and i think one of his players rolled up on his ankle but uh, again that's is you that, know, that the
4: that's... pass from the mormon to kamara please say it was there the what's the guy uh, that everybody loves uh, that backup Taysom, court? It's,
6: it's Taysom. i think Taysom hill was yeah. was in on and I, I had but, to yeah. go back and look at it again but um a, a, again that's that was the Bucks. You know, they stopped them at the goal line. They didn't. They actually didn't get to score. And you know, I I don't see anything wrong with the defense. You guys really should keep an eye on the defense. Uh, Devin White, uh, uh, Levante David, Vita Vea. Uh, you remember last year they they did a pretty good job stopping Christian McCaffrey in both games. Yeah. And uh, you know, the, he is his rushing totals were real low. So uh, definitely the this defense, the majority of the players are back with the exception of maybe one. Um, uh, Winfield Jr., uh, the new safety, uh, I think is another player you guys should really keep an eye out and I'll keep an eye on as well. Uh, but I, I think the secondary has improved. And um, again, the Bucks beat themselves in this game. I mean, they lost the game overall, but, you know, if there were stupid penalties and uh, what was it, like 113 yards worth of penalties or something like that. And, um, you know, the Bucks pretty much beat themselves. They need to clean up some of these Preseason boneheaded plays that they were making, and I think they'll be just fine.
5: That kind of leads into into my next question. Uh, you mentioned how how last year Tampa Bay did a great job of of stopping the run against so us. Like it was a thing. Christian McCaffrey would eat, but then would play y'all, and and man, that defense, uh, that defense came alive. Are, are you hopeful that they're going to be able to continue? to do that again this year against more teams than just the Panthers? And do you feel confident that you're going to be able to do that against us this Sunday?
6: Yeah. Uh, you know, just looking at that defense, especially against the run, uh, the, they've been pretty consistent. And when you have a team that has a season of the defensive coordinator under their belt, it it really helps the team to get off to a good start, and I thought they, they really did. I mean, when you consider Derrick Henry – uh, the Bucks held Derrick Henry to like 75 yards rushing last year, and he was your rushing, rushing champion. Um, I just think they have the tools to, uh, you know, to get in there and stop the run and, and force Teddy Bridgewater to, you know, make plays with his legs or possibly, you know, with his arm. So we're going to definitely see a lot more uh, of the responsibilities fall back on on Teddy if they can stop the run.
4: Kamara was not bad in this game, but you guys did have some success at times to get him just like he had some success against you at times in some, but not a ton of yardage unless the trick play, you count the trick play in Kamara beats ass there and get some, some stuff. But this is more of a question about the saints than it is about the bucks is are we, if you didn't watch this game closely, Gene, do you come away thinking the Saints are better than they are? And I kind of think you do. Is that I yeah. think you kind of sit there and you go, "Man, look at this. They got ahead." Like really <laughs> is that Brady didn't have a great game. He didn't have a terrible game, but he had, you know, getting to know some things. There's a question to have about his, you know, everybody wants to know is he done? Is he busted his noodle arm and this and that? But Overall, do you think that the Saints were that good? Uh,
6: again, uh, I go back to it. I, I think the Bucks
4: beat themselves.
6: The Bucks should have beaten uh, the New Orleans Saints. I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, look at the penalties that that killed the Bucks, and you know that that pick six. There was a pick six that, and um, the play calling was a little suspect on that one. But I am not gonna I'm not gonna get into that. And then there was a, a route that uh, Mike Evans ran the wrong route. And uh, there was just a communication issue, which, again, is something that can get cleaned up. Yeah.
4: You is, know, Brady, that's 14- is Brady washed?
6: No, far from it. I mean, if you look at his arm, if you look at the passes, there was a touch pass that uh, Brady got to uh, Chris Godwin in the first quarter that was just a dime. And it was just a drop in the bucket, and he caught it. And, uh, you know, they were able to move the chains. Again, it's just getting familiar and getting comfortable with your your receivers. And I think they will just continue to get better as the season progresses, as long as they can keep Brady upright.
4: Concerns about Mike Evans' injury.
6: Um, if it were me, I and uh, I know I'll get a lot of slander for this. I wouldn't have started him because soft tissue injuries, and we've seen it throughout the NFL this first Only target week. Targeted
4: him once too.
6: the The thing for me is, I would have. <laughs> I, I probably would have sat him. Uh, just because you know you want to make sure he's 100. percent I mean, you you lose you lose Mike Evans on the back end of the season last year to a hamstring injury, and then he tweaks it. You know, before you even play your first game of the season, that's concerning. So to me, I don't know. I would rather have a healthy Mike Evans uh, throughout the season than having to worry about you know bringing him back too fast and, and worry about those soft tissue injuries.
4: All right, I'm yeah, I'm on I'm an
2: agreeant. I'm in agreement with uh, the fact that I – when you look at the stat line, this, this was not an offensive victory for the Saints. Like, I mean, they, they had some – they scored, don't get me wrong, but if you look at how many of their scores came from great field position or from turnovers, it was six, the defense. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, and, and so even – I remember it was going into the fourth quarter. Alvin Kamara had 17 rushing yards. Like, 17 rushing yards in the fourth quarter for Alvin Kamara. You had to get a trick play to get him the majority of his yardage. Had Most of his, like, he had a crazy good fantasy day because he was getting the touch. like touchdowns getting the...
4: and it was catches, yeah. exactly. Yeah, was and that's not it. Russian. It was not rushing. Michael touches.
2: Thomas, on my, on my fantasy league, Stunk. had three catches for 17 yards.
4: 17 yards, yep.
2: What I mean? What else can you look at and say? Oh, this is an offense that was humming. It wasn't. It was that defense. I saw Cameron Jordan just wreck people. He still got it. I mean, I I know that, and he's like, he still was a good. dick.
6: Did
4: you see him punching? But the
6: thing is, uh, yeah, that play. I'm I'm surprised they didn't call. He says he was going for the ball. If you read his alleged statement, I mean, he he's was, saying,
4: but it's a, still an asshole move because the play's over and you're literally punching.
2: People. He did the same. He did the same thing to uh, to Kyle Allen last year, remember? And they were yep. talking about it was a low blow?
4: Was I mean, it it's not Vita like... It's the- Who's the guy that's got the long hair on your... Uh, off- no, he would be on offense. I'm oh. sorry. Oh. Oh. I got twisted. Who's the guy that's got the long hair? Jensen, the uh, center. So, the all- I saw this. Is that Cameron Jordan punches. Yeah, no. like, boom, boom, He's punching. And then... Homie shoves Cameron Jordan, and Cameron Jordan goes up the buck, and then he looks and he goes, nah, I ain't fucking with this big boy. And he's short. The boy was bigger, but he settled down quick, man. I'm telling you, bitch ass. I hate that (laughs) model.
2: That defense is going to be in trouble, man. The attitude that's on that defense for the Saints, and I'm not even just talking about how good they are. Lattimore doesn't know how to keep his cool. Cameron Jordan clearly is just somebody who's going to try to get a, a hit in anytime he can. They're yeah. going to have some issues later on in the year if they can't get that discipline under under wraps. Yeah. Is he is he in your mind a dirty player, Cam Jordan? I think he is when he's on the field. I don't think he's – I don't think he –
4: I think it's adrenaline more than personal. Yeah, I like – I would like to have him on my team. That's yeah. my thing. Is that you know, hey, – When is decide. his ass going to get old? That's what I want to know is that like yeah. when is he going to stop mattering? I feel like he's mattered for like, the last too long. six seasons. <laughs>
8: 2011,
4: 2011 draft. Is it that? Yeah, what a look, draft. And he's that was still such a great draft. At, he is a good player. Right? Like I Let mean me ask Predator, you this. I don't yeah, like that draft
6: a subject for me too, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say I let's sound like look, that draft. Though, let's goodness.
2: talk about the fact that do you I mean we know Von Miller it was Von Miller but Von Miller was only Von Miller for a few seasons. He hasn't been the same Von Miller, honestly, since 2015. Do you think that Cam Jordan is the draft pick of that, like, uh, defensively?
4: Don't say that.
2: <laughs> I mean,
0: it, you could make the argument. You really could. Good.
4: He
2: I mean, he's
6: always the only on one, the one that's he's been consistent for... Yeah,
5: he's I mean, I can definitely see
0: that argument. In mind. And
5: so when he's I was always playing, fucking um, with Cam. When I was doing, uh, you know, going through uh, defensive ends in the year that we drafted Brian Burns so two years ago, um, that was one of the points that I was making when I was talking about Brian Burns, right? So it's like everyone wants the speed rusher. Everyone wants the fast move around the edge, the go get them guy. But if you're going to play edge, I don't care if it's outside linebacker and a 3-4 or an edge and a 4-3. You have to be able to set a physical edge. You have to be able to do that. So right now, if you're asking me who I would who I would rather take, I mean, especially if you're building a four three, yeah, I probably would take Cam Jordan over Von Miller just because oh, I know that he does everything at the highest level. Ain't and you, I yeah, I do like, so the way, fact, I like the fact I like the that he shit talks too. I'm not saying that he's a better pass I think that's easily Von Miller, but I think that uh Cameron Jordan is probably a more well-rounded defensive end and he does everything that you need him to do.
4: He is. He's a dog, bro. I hate that motherfucker.
5: And he does fuck with Cam. He always has. Like they they're ultra competitive and yeah, but how he can saw- from- You
4: know what I do like about Cameron Jordan is this. Is he taught shit. But he then he it also respect he does back it up. He does. Mm-hmm. He's always avail- he's always out there. I'm ready for this motherfucker to get old. But he's actually afterwards pretty cool. So, like, yeah. yeah, does he send the broom to fucking Cam Newton and send the wine and the cheese? Yes. But he also will go on first take and be yeah. like, you know, Cam Newton is the fucking man. I, you know, yeah. like, he is, and di- like, I, I would like to have him on my team. That's yeah.
6: it. There's, there's a saying you know, for that's that's that. Right, really- like being a Steve Smith. Yes, yes, yes. yes I, exactly. I hated him, man, but the guy, I would love, I would, I would wanted him to come to Tampa and, and you know, when he was a free agent. But, but when you saw him, he was playing against your team, you're like, God, this guy yeah. gets on my and nerves. Then he's talking
5: shit. shit afterwards. You don't like any of it. <laughs> hey, they have a saying for that, man. Real recognize real. That's what it is, man. Like, that's, that's what it is. He, that, Cam Jordan is a damn good player. And if you if you can't recognize that then it's like you're just being salty, man. I mean after what he's done to us the past few years, like Mm -hmm. how can you not give that? Yeah, exactly. Like
4: is this is that I saw that punch and shit though, and then he but he was ready to fight and then he looked at that big motherfucker. And the guy was shorter than him and he was like, That boy's country star, I ain't trying to fuck with him. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, the number is 252-228-5098. I'm going to sneak in a call here because uh oh. Joey the Blind Panther fan uh has a call that's related to the Bucks and want to sneak it on my jeans here.
13: Hey guys, it's Joey again. Uh just wanted to say about um you know, we got at some point in the show we'll get to preview in the next game with the Buccaneers. But Here's my thing. If, if the Raiders beat us, okay, with their – because I don't think their defense – I mean, their defense looks better than ours, but that's like saying that – that's like – how do I put That's like saying Chipotle is better than Taco Bell. No shit. Uh, <laughs> they – the Bucks defense has done one thing, and they've been the only team to do it. Now I'm not saying that like. Now, all I'm saying is they do this. They may sell out, but they stop CMC.
8: Mm-hmm.
13: So what do we have when the Bucks stop CMC? I mean, mm-hmm. we're gonna have to have RTB spread the ball around because if the Bucks bottle up CMC and that's all we have, we're losing that game, which. I mean, I don't mean to be a pessimist, but, you know, I always like to say we'll win, but after last year, I learned nine. the hard way why you shouldn't always say we're going to win, if you know we're not.
4: Or but if, yeah, I, think I think we're we'll going to lose we're not.
13: the Bucks game regardless because, I mean, they got beaten by the Saints. They're pissed about that. And then they come against a division rival us that they know they could beat, so, Tom and, Brady and is not going to be shit. fucking and around. And there's week. Brady, Gronk, Evans. Uh, Gronk is washed. Uh, who else? Godwin.
4: OJ Howard is the man.
13: Fournette, like basically any offensive free agent that even had anything left in the tank is on the Buccaneers now. So uh, yeah, our defense has our hands full, and Joey Sly can't be missing no extra points, dude. He can't be doing that if we want to win games, especially close ones. But that's my thoughts. But in my head, do I think we're going to win? No. In my heart, do I think we're going to win? Fuck yeah. Anyway, guys. Wow. Hell yeah.
4: (laughs) Joey
5: the Panther. That's
4: a true Blue
6: Panther fan right there.
5: Oh, yeah, man. That's Joey Esquivel, man. That's the man right there. How Um, have they stopped CMC? Well, in the past two years, man, that's what I said to Gene earlier. I mean, they did the best job, um, especially in, I think it was that. uh, Week six. No,
6: no. It It was the, was it week? It was week three. It was week three. They played Because he played him almost right one game. Was it one... week
4: three or week two? It was week two, wasn't it, CK? We were Dude. there. It was yeah. Cam Newton's last fucking game as a Carolina Panther where on the final play, Cincinnati. Panther fans booed. Because they – remember? Uh. And, and here's the thing is this is why you guys got to be careful about, like, give the ball to CMC. Now, it is different because Cam was the face of our offense then technically
5: mm-hmm. – didn't make the goal but line the but, stretch
4: yeah. it was the stretch goal line play they didn't get it cam was playing with a busted foot cam was so off in that game as it went on obviously he was so hard or the foot was it was ridiculous ck we were there together it was miserable but the bucks we
2: were we were slightly uh screwed over on a on a ball placement because they only had the one camera Cam Newton definitely there early in the game because the uh, the lightning, they only had the camera going over top. Yeah. And so they didn't give us a good look of the ball, and Cam Newton was clearly at the first line, but because they couldn't confirm it 100% or first down marker, they, they couldn't overturn it because there was no irrefutable because there was only one camera to go yes, off of.
4: Why can't they put a fucking chip in the ball, folks? Come on.
2: I know. I don't know.
4: that's that's, how are you um, guys it's levante david it's the linebacking core and it's todd bowles man that mug coaches a good fucking defense y'all were shit for so long on defense so
6: long yes when
4: you shouldn't have kind of been you know i mean in theory you put a lot of draft picks into the defense you You had good time you know, and then it just never worked. Todd Bowles comes there and you cut people and you're still good. He's the reason, but how do you stop Christian McCaffrey? Are you just is his mentality kind of a Bill Belichick, which is we're gonna take away the thing you do best and then you gotta beat us some other way?
6: Yeah, uh that's that's very important. I mean, you have players like Devin White, which I don't think he's gotten to face Carolina yet. I think he was still injured. I think he may have still been injured uh, when the two times that they the Carolina played. Uh, but you do have Devin White now. Levante David is, is they're both 100 percent healthy. And I think being able to set the edge and um, being able to dial up blitzes and disguise blitzes, um, you know, I, I think it's going to definitely benefit the Bucks defense. Uh, the one thing that I will say is very sound tackling. The one thing that really didn't get mentioned in that Saints game. Was very sound tackling, and uh, we haven't had that for a long time. And that's from everybody from your safeties, cornerbacks, on down to your front seven,
4: which has not been a historic thing for the Bucks. Exactly,
6: exactly. that's been that's been a very undisciplined part of the uh, the Bucks scheme, and and they've really tuned that up. And you know everybody's buying in, and so you know you looked at them turning the corner on the back end of. The- and, uh, you know, they got off to what I would consider a very solid start. Uh, they got some stops where they needed to. And, and, again, those turnovers and and penalties is what really hurt this team. But uh, I'm excited to see the defense and see what they can do uh, against the Carolina Panthers. Sam so Baker Dan-
4: says Devin White was in the London game. Uh, and the other thing that I did want to point out about Todd Bowles is this, is that – I like I, I'm I'm a secret. I love Todd Bowles. Like I really have always been a fan of him, but he made the Jets relevant when they with the bullshit that is the Jets and their defense was always legit, despite a fucking GM that sabotaged everything and owner. You know what I'm saying it was just a mess, yeah. and somehow he did it. I think it's a perfect fit as a defensive coordinator. To me, he's kind of like a Jack Del Rio which is that is like always an asset to have as long as he's not on Twitter, Jack Del Rio.
5: Gene, let me ask you, let me ask you this. Uh, I mean, just let's put it plainly. Right. So it's kind of a two part question. What did you see from Carolina's defense and what you saw? And do you think that there are favorable matchups that are going to favor Tampa Bay going into this game? So for example, did you see anything that gives you hope as a Buccaneers fan that uh, you know Tom and uh, Bruce Arians they're going to be able to do this against that defense? What did you think about Carolina's defense and how Tampa will be able to attack them?
6: I think running the ball will be huge. Um, I just I noticed that there were a lot of physical runs that uh, there were missed tackles uh, and and there were a couple of bad angles, but for the most part. This is a fast team, a very fast team. And they were around the ball, but there were just, you know, opportunities to make stops, and, and those stops didn't happen. Um, so uh, I, I don't know. I just f- I feel like, you know, when you have a Ronald Jones uh, doing what he was doing against that uh, Saints defense, I think he only had like 60 some yards. But, uh, you he know, still good, being able to-
4: He was productive. Yeah. I don't care what people. And where was Fernet? Uh Fournette, they had him in a few times five uh, you know, carries I that was it i think it was something like i remember i was watching the game tape i watched it late last night on the condensed version on game pass and i did watch it live but it was you know in the background yeah. but i was uh, shocked that leonard fournette was not featured and that is indicative of leonard fournette more than anything yeah uh you
6: you got to consider he just got he just got to tampa uh, uh, again uh, Ronald Jones earned that that starting running back position he looked and we haven't even too. talked about and we haven't talked about LaShawn McCoy and you know this is one of those things LaShawn <laughs>
4: McCoy have- is on this thing
0: mm-hmm. Just keep naming uh, names <laughs> oh yeah. my
4: gosh yeah. can you get Richard Sherman too? <laughs> 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 no but yeah, again I think the running
6: game is going to be a, a huge part of this uh, I, I do believe that that Tom Brady is looking to right the wrongs that he had last week and you'll see more 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 passes to mike evans this week uh you know you Chris gonna God... play?
4: you think he's gonna play you think they i think they give him the week off this week against the panthers and who no, is this I... third receiver that all the fantasy joints are all talking about johnny <laughs> miller he's fast T- tom brady likes him out he's like his new little edelman or something
6: yeah he's he's fast he's um probably one of the faster players on the team actually hmm. and uh, if they can keep if he can stay healthy uh he's another he's another weapon that they have
4: thoughts on um gronkowski eh,
6: i'm not sold uh but he looks a little slow out there yeah he actually i forgot who he, he hit some he ran into somebody and they had to come off the field that i can't remember the play but uh, that was about it. I just again, they were I didn't all see a whole on his
4: ass too. They were not having it. Is the Saints yeah. were not going to let Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski beat them. But again, I continue to say this is this mug O.J. Howard the most disrespected mug in the world. He mm-hmm. is y'all's Cameron Artist Payne in a way, except for he's been successful Cameron Artist Payne was not O.J. Howard is a baller, bro. And I don't know why he has not been loved. Is it Arians just not liking tight ends? Or Arian, what the Arian, hell?
6: Arians' offense is not predicated on tight ends. But the good thing is you've got Tom Brady who loves his tight ends. So I'm hoping to see uh, more of Cam Bray, um, <laughs> you know, Gronk, and... Um,
4: dude, Howard you know, was a beast in that game, dude. He was dominating... He was bl- Blocking was was a, he was just spot on with his blocking too. Mm-hmm. So let me that's ask the the guy,
2: you, guy, you, you know, know, if you don't mind, with yeah. with the way that the offense runs, right? I I, I didn't get a, to a chance to watch a tremendous amount of what was going on. I know that there were some things that Tom Brady was able to do, but as we all know, in Bruce Arians' you know history of being an offensive coordinator, a head coach, that is an air raid offense. Like that's what it's predicated on so I've always held the mindset that Tom Brady is not an air raid quarterback. You know, he had one year with a Randy Moss that he was able to be like an air raid quarterback in that respect. So what you have is I've heard two different for, you know, forms of thought here. <clears throat> You've handed the reins over to Cam, to Tom Brady <clears throat> to actually run the offense the way he wants to run it. But then you eliminate what Bruce Arians brought to the table to begin with as a head coach. So what do you feel like that mesh of those two worlds looks like, and are they doing it successfully based on what you saw on Sunday?
6: Yeah, I, I think they need to get, get um, on the same page. There have been some, there have been some miscommunications, and I, I think that'll get cleaned up. Again, I love the tight end position. I think that it needs to be utilized more than just a blocker and uh, actually be used as part of as an offensive weapon. And I, I think that Tom Brady will, you know, implement a lot of his uh tight especially in the red zone. And I think you'll get to see a whole lot more of that from from him. I think you had to give Tom Brady some kind of control over the offense, uh, in order to get him to Tampa too. I think yeah. that would definitely have had to have been part of the thing. It would when be you silly
4: at- not to. He's the GOAT. Yeah.
6: And, mm-hmm. and and again, that's that's kind of when I you know when I look at it all, I think that's a big <laughs> of it right there is you have to give him the ability to change up a play at the line of scrimmage if he sees something uh, in a pre-snap read to where he can say okay I see this let's go this way and um, and again this was the first game I think that things will just continue to improve as the season goes along. Who do you guys what, got after what?
4: the Panthers? Good question. Uh, <laughs> the Broncos. The Broncos. Ooh which I don't think the Broncos are a bad team. They looked all mm-hmm. right last night.
6: Yeah, but they 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 were running at they were running at will on the on the Titans. So I don't know. Okay. It, it's gonna. I uh I, I've I've I have been
2: um a skeptic of the dream team concept. You know, ever since that's been so rare for any team to be able to be successful with the dream team and aspect we saw of. That I'm gonna build
4: rendition. Yeah. Yeah. Was-
2: I mean, even with Tampa as well, you got to keep in mind outside of the fact that it was Jameis Winston with Deshaun Jackson, and you know, nonetheless, uh, what you also find is when you have a group of alphas, uh, leaders, people who are expect to get the ball. There's only so many people that can get the ball, right. and at at what point winning does something, right? Winning does alleviate some of that. What at what point does that just crumble? Because it's going to if, if you guys aren't able to win. Mike Evans isn't getting the rock. Chris Godwin isn't getting the rock. Um, nobody, everybody's getting the rock equal amount of times, but nobody's a superstar. I mean, and they're not winning. What, uh, is there a certain timetable you believe that this team just explodes, or do you think there is no way that's going to happen, everybody's going to maintain a level head, which we know Mike Evans is not known for keeping a level head um, in certain cases.
6: But what do you think? It's it's just Lattimore, but uh, I think he's fine any other time. It's just yeah. him and Marshawn Lattimore, they're – the you know that's their thing right there. They yeah. go back and forth. Um, I would I would say uh, injuries are going to be uh, you know we are in the NFL there will be injuries and just how this team overcomes that uh, it, it will probably be the the answer to the question is yeah. how do they overcome that and move forward? I, I think with Tom Brady we saw that I think he was what twelve and three last year with the squad he had. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe that he can he can make use of, of some of the players that, you know, that we haven't seen yet. And I think I think the Bucks will be just fine again. Gotcha. Uh, you want everybody to be healthy, but I, I think, you know, you've got a quarterback that is a, normally a good decision maker. And I and I'm hopeful that that really helps us, you know, on down the line when we get to the middle and back end of the season. Oddly, I want the Tampa Bay Bucks to do well this year. I want them to win
2: the NFC South because the Panthers are not going to be the ones to do it. I don't yeah, want I, the Saints to win it. I agree. And I definitely don't want the Falcons to win it. So I, if anybody's going to do it, I wanted the Saints. I mean, I wanted the Bucks to be able to do it.
4: And I'm calling it right now. I've been calling it for months. It is, I believe, it's going to be a New England Patriots versus a Tampa Bay Buccaneers Super Bowl. And it's going to be the most, one of the most epic Super Bowl matchups of all time. Uh, what your thoughts on the offensive line, and you know, and then you can hang out as long as you want, Gene. I know that you've given us a ton of time, man, so I really appreciate it. But the Achilles' heel of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers has always been, well, other than sorry, jo- uh, blind Joey, it was blind Jameis, and <laughs> it's really the oh, it's been the offensive line. It was not tremendously great in this game. Kristen Tristan Riffs, right? Rookie, false We're- star to saw some stuff like but yeah. is it getting better? Yes.
6: Oh, absolutely. I mean, he, he went up against Cam Jordan that the majority of I wouldn't say the majority of but quite a few snaps and he was very successful. Um, I think Donovan Smith is the weak link on the offensive line or was the off weak link last week. And um he's 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 off again, on again, and that's been a huge problem. And well hopefully he can he can get that turned around. I will have to wait and see what happens. But uh, you know, a, again, uh I love Ryan Jensen. I love Ali Marpet and uh you know some of your other your other offensive linemen that that they have on, on along there. But um I think they'll be fine. Uh Brady's not holding on to the ball too long. I think that, you know, the Saints are good. Their defense is good. And that never gets mentioned is that they are actually, they actually have a good defense. I think they were like number four against the run. And, um, or they it's number 15. I hard not believe it
4: almost. That's how yeah. I feel about the Saints is like, I know it's good, but it's hard to believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's so, been so, so yeah. shitty for so long.
6: Yeah. But you know they—they're the king of the hill right now, and that, like I said at the beginning of the show, that's the benchmark that you're—you're going to have to go up against to see, you know, where your team is—is—is is, is facing the—the the champion, the NFC South champion, to kind of know. So, just like
4: um, are uh, the other thing that's been hard to believe, but it's true, is they've got a very good offensive line that's the Saints. Yes, and if for so long it was just so atrocious. It started weird, oddly with that. Unger trade is really when they really started i feel like to turn around and you're like oh man they ain't good they're good then they're good each week so um nine points is a lot but hey huge you think you got i mean what are your thoughts you cover
6: oh i i'm not good with predictions man um i i see the i see the bucks winning this game uh i think the run the run game establishing the run will be huge and, um, you know, opening up the middle of the field, uh, one thing that I did kind of see as well, I, didn't, I kind of forgot to mention it, but uh, the the Carolina being a little soft in the middle, the middle of the field, and hopefully they can clean that up a little bit.
4: Let's go around the horn real quick and sneak in some picks. We didn't do it last week, I don't think. Is Cody, what do you think? Uh, Are Pan- you going to pick the Panthers over Tampa Bay on the road? Yeah. Come on.
5: No, I'm, I'm picking Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay uh, bounces back. I think that when you have two offensive veterans like Tom Brady and Bruce Arians, they're going to figure it out. Again, and every every fan base right now can cling to that thing of, oh, it was the first game of the season we didn't have time to practice. And really no one can say shit about it because it mm-hmm. might well be true. I mean, it might well be true that that game would have been more competitive Mm -hmm. if Tom Brady and his receivers would have been on the same page uh, on a few of those uh, interceptions. Um, I think some of them were on Tom, and I think some of them were on his receivers. But I think that they're going to have time to get that right. Um, I hope that our uh, offense is more aggressive. I want to see more passes to Christian McCaffrey. Um, I I hope that uh, we get him much more involved in the passing attack um, and I do think it'll be a competitive game. I think it's going to be another cardiac cats. Um, I think our offense will impress. I'm going to go out on a limb and say we're going to have a similar score. Uh, I'll say 37 31, Tampa Bay at home.
4: Okay. Uh, anybody think the Panthers are going to win this and then we'll just move on to the other division game super quick? No. Nobody's picking the Panthers. Uh, oh, it's the worst Panthers. Not with this game. defense.
2: Not with this defense.
4: I am not with the Buccaneers who are going to be on a vengeance. Uh, the Falcons on the road with the Cowboys. Gene, what do you think? Falcons um, got. I don't care. I don't care. The
6: Falcons a High school team. I'm never going to pick them.
4: So. Okay, so he's yeah. got the Cowboys. You guys think anybody picking? What y'all thoughts? Y'all tell me anybody picking the Falcons in this game on this podcast?
2: I think Dak picks. Uh, I think Dak bounces back from a, yeah. a a week where people sit there and question his will to want to be a football player. I don't think to the come. Falcons
4: are as bad as we think, and I'm still. I mean, I he did they Aaron. I mean, be better, but like, look, as they negated Ty Gurley entirely in that game by getting up by two scores. They did play a Russell Wilson that was super aggressive. I don't think – I'm not picking the Falcons to win, but I don't think this is going to be an easy game for the Cowboys. I
0: don't think it will be either, but Dallas is just too talented to – at some point in time, they got to start winning and being an elite team because they have an insane amount of talent, man. On paper, I think they're the best team in the NFL. It's insane, but I, I don't – I think the Falcons have the chance to win because they surprised me last year with a lot of games. But I, I think overall Dallas is going to take this one, especially being at home. They just lost their home opener. Losing the second game in a row at home is going to be anybody,
4: weird. It is in Dallas, right? Anybody think the Raiders are going to upset the Saints? I don't.
5: No, I do not. I do. I, I yeah? think
4: I.
6: I. I'm of the he, mind. I'm going to tell you why. Because Michael Thomas is is out. Uh, he won't be playing. Uh, uh, I think that you know you got you saw a good pass rush from the the Raiders. And and I think that you know it's going to be a competitive game. I think they could. I think they could sneak a win.
4: I'm with uh, Cody on this. I don't think so. CK, you think yeah. so? I think
2: so. Look at. The, I mean, they didn't lose much. I mean, and Rugs is a stud. Like he is going to eat all day. Against that Saints, and I know that that may sound silly because that defensive line sounds But if, they got Jamarcus, mm-hmm.
4: they got all these cats back there. They're good. But
2: think about it. They have how many weapons do, do do the Raiders have? They have one of the best tight ends in the league. They have Josh Jacobs. They have Ruggs. They have uh, who's that other cat that kept on burning? So, Junior. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, you have you have a I mean, large amount of Jason weapons.
4: Witten. I mean, watch out.
2: <laughs> yeah, the, when he was going for the fourth down and he couldn't even get get his speed around where he could reach you know, I mean, it was fourth down and, and goal or something like that or third think, down and goal
5: I think the issue for them is going to be this uh, they only managed one sack against Carolina and that was with uh, that was more kind of on Teddy for uh, not moving away properly uh, That it, if it was a problem with us and by the way I do think our offensive line played Great, actually. They played really well. Uh, The Saints have a damn good offense. They have a really good offensive line. I think they have
2: a good offensive line. line. I'm not sure I see much beyond that with the offense.
5: Right. But if anything, it just means that Drew Brees is going to have enough time to dink and dunk. Like, Mm -hmm. the one thing I give the Saints credit is that they don't, their offense really isn't built around one particular person. I mean, that's why Teddy Bridgewater was able to step in for them last year. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a, it's a concerted effort. I think they're healthy enough for the most part. Yeah, man. As much as I hate to say, the the Saints are going to be a problem. Again, I
2: have a question. I have a question because I think it pertains to us, especially as down in the dumps as we were about yep. a lot of different facets of our team last week. If Oakland comes out and destroys the Saints and doesn't allow a single sack, doesn't uh, doesn't do anything like doesn't do anything crazy, right? But destroys the Saints does it make you feel better about our number one, our pass rush, but also our team in general? A little a little bit,
0: but it also depends on what we do. Like if we go out there and we just get annihilated, you know, yeah. that's got to stand for something too, you know? But yeah, it, it would a little bit. Fair enough.
5: Yeah. I mean.
2: Um, I'm hoping for it. I'm hoping for it. <laughs>
5: yeah. yeah. It depends on what we do. It depends on what we're doing, how we look. If, if we're able to take a step forward. Then yeah, we can say the Rangers are just a damn good football team. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean I don't know. That's a that, that's a long way to go though, man. That's a that's a tough yeah. ask. <laughs> all right.
4: We'll see. Uh, Gene has hung out with us all night. You are more than welcome to hang with us forever. But uh I know anyway, is tell us where our fans can catch your podcast. And uh if you want to hang out, you can. But I know you got stuff to do probably as well. Um, we're just—we got some uh, calls to get to. We're gonna have to. Cody and them are gonna have to take their flogging. The oh, calls yeah. are coming, and they gotta take them. We are not backing away from. Them. We got some other things to do, but uh, Gene Thomas, man, thanks so much for your time. Uh, anyway, again, you're welcome to stay. But where can they find your podcast at?
6: Uh, you can reach me at Buck What You Heard, uh, in on on Twitter. You follow me, I'll follow you back, and it's the Buck What You Heard podcast. Uh, I love the fans. I think I think you guys have some of the best fans on the uh, podcast. And I really appreciate them. Very knowledgeable. Very packed So, you guys keep doing what you're doing. And I think you guys have a
4: good show. Man, I appreciate it. Buck, what you I heard? You That's know? Gene Thomas following. Thanks, uh, Great friend of the show, best. man. We've been around. And we got to get a little uh, southbound and down back in the house. I think we do, man. It's long overdue. Yeah. Um, all right, so you guys check out Gene, and uh, guys, uh, we appreciate it, man. Um, there's, all right, so the number's 252 It's the C3 Panthers Podcast. Smash the thumbs up button um, and uh, hang out with us. Before we get to the cat calls, I did want to say this. My favorite thing from the game, and hopefully you guys, you won't be able to see it, but you will be able to hear it, guys. Oh, hold on. Let me fix the camera view. Actually, uh, any thoughts real quick as I fix this camera view so Cody don't look crazy? Carry the show for a second. For a second,
5: carry the show. I Um, mean, going into this, let's do this. Uh, Do we think that this was a one-off? Do we think our defense is going to be able to pick it up? Just simple. Do we think that we're going to have a better performance against Tampa than we did against Oakland?
0: I don't have anything pointing to, to pointing to, to making me believe that, but it, there's always a possibility. Like, first game, I give everybody credit for that. It's like you said, is Cody, we can't really
4: believe that Oakland is a better team though than Tampa. Vegas. Oh, well, oh, you're right; they're not. Maybe, Oakland. Yeah. Good
5: point. Oh, my Everyone's going to keep doing um, that forever. <laughs>
2: here's here's something I think is important. When we played the clip of Matt Rule talking about the fourth down uh, call. Greg had a pretty interesting face.
0: I did. He because he took complete blame for it, like full responsibility for it and that impressed me. I was like, "Okay, that's cool. I'm glad you did that." That makes I you know that that's a her.
2: small step, but mm-hmm. I mean oh, yeah. it's I I just I feel like that's more indicative of who he is as a as a coach and a person and a human mm-hmm. being on this earth than the perception that I think we have created, but also the media has created and fans have created uh with regard to you know what he has done in his tenure here so mm-hmm. i'm hoping to hear more things like that but uh you know the fact that he came in and he immediately didn't even hesitate it was no dancing around it was no you know trying to say well you know we all could do our jobs a little bit better had you know we got to give oakland credit all that stuff he said it's on me it's it on
0: started me. out like that though it started out like he was going to dance around it and just say a whole bunch of coach speak and that's why i was like oh come on and then he took responsibility. I, I, kinda, okay.
4: I feel like the yeah. only thing I'm really sad about Matt Rule so far is I got no good sound clips. Like he's so yeah. even keel right now and everything is so it's like boring. Teddy's boring. I just Everybody's want him to be boring. mic'd up one day. Yeah. Um all right, here is uh I just my computer's at Inslow. Got a lot of programs running, obviously. Uh so I'm gonna mute our cameras so they will not be able to see our reaction. But react as much as you want to this. This is uh, Robbie Anderson mic'd up in this game right here. Talking about old... What's that bear doing? I'm a bear.
9: Panther. That's Sir Perr, bro. Who? Sir Perr. How you say that? Mm-hmm. Sir per Sir Perr. Oh, Sir Perr? Wow. You call him that? Yeah, that's his name. So you be like, what's up, Sir Perr?
4: it's robbie Anderson. Like, who's uh, that bear like, over there what's that bear over there dude Holy well, cow. I was, that was my joint right was, there he's my favorite
5: player of, on this team now Dude, how much of an airhead do you have to be you just didn't you know it's our mascot <laughs> <laughs> come on dude that's for Joya. Bro, I don't What's even that know. That
4: bear just... over there. I mean, Panther. <laughs> he says, This surper." Sir Per. What's Sir Per? What's his name? <laughs> and then, it's DJ. It? What I like about this, though, is that off the topic of Sir Purr is that DJ Curtis and him are chilling. DJ's like, the surper, Sir Purr, right? Like, yeah, welcome to the club. I know you're new. But Curtis Samuel, if you look at it, I'm gonna show it one more time. I know you guys can't see it, but if you're watching, um Curtis Samuel, I feel bad for talking a little remember I said uh how skinny Robbie Anderson was? Look at yeah, how cock D's fucking man, Curtis Samuel looks beside him. Sir
9: Perk, Who? Sir Perk. How you say that? Sir Purr. Sir Perr. Oh Sir Purr. Wow. Curtis
4: Samuel is big there, guy. dude.
9: So you be like, what's up, sir? Perfect.
4: Yeah, what was We say like, what's up, Robbie Anderson? Is that your name? Nah, that's funny. It was so <laughs> funny. What's up with that bear? <laughs>
5: um, yeah, Kurt, uh, we're having to wait until the video shows up. Yeah, yeah. Bro, that's what we're saying. Curtis Samuel, bro, his built is thick.
4: Well, hold Get off the hold set, up. Curtis Samuel's old news. Robbie Anderson is the fire to this team. Hey, let me ask you: Who got the ball the
2: last game, or the last uh, the ball in the last play of the game?
4: Uh, Alex hmm. Alex Arma.
2: <laughs> nope, that was not the last play of the game. Well, yeah, that was the pass that we Teddy Bridgewater threw to Curtis Samuel. By the way, it was they trusted what? Curtis Samuel with. The last play of the game, we were on the 50-yard line or 40-yard line or something like that trying to – we had like seven seconds left in the game. We had already lost the fourth and one. We got the ball back with a limited amount of time left. And the person that they threw the ball to was Curtis Samuel. So they obviously have trust in him and his ability and his playmaking that they gave him the ball on the last play of the game.
4: I will say yep. this is that look is um I was so high on Curtis Samuel coming out that I've now swung back just to be because I'm tired of it. They did show confidence in him early in this game. They went to him early, and then he was missing. But the real guy on this offense is Robbie Anderson in that receiving core. <laughs> I no, believe that no, yes, I believe that this offensive coordinator and Teddy Bridgewater worked to Rob, Robbie killed it this game. He had, a, and it dude, wasn't no, but, just the seventy-five yards, bro. No, Hold no, on, no, no, I got to I him look, and go into him. and I'm not talking about Christian McCaffrey. Exclude Christian McCaffrey. I said receiving core.
5: But dude, this is what I'm saying. Remember how last year Kyle Allen. Was this targeting DJ Moore, DJ Moore? Yeah, that that's going to be the same thing this year with, with Robbie Anderson. That's that's Teddy Bridgewater's uh, guy. That's no, he's the two-read. No, it's not the same.
4: It's nowhere the same. And Robbie it, Anderson it, it is the a baller, yeah, by, the way,
5: by the way, because of that, Greg is definitely going to win our bet. The bet that we have between Robbie <laughs> Anderson and Curtis Samuel. who's yeah. going to have more. Yeah, dude, I already tell you. You're for sure winning that one, because, dude, in my mind, it's the same thing as last year. Bridgewater and Matt Rule and Joe Brady—they are going to damn near treat Robbie Anderson almost like she's the number one wide receiver here. I'm they buying guys, his jersey. He man. Get the ball a lot. I'm hey, buying man. his jersey. His
4: after, tweets are hard to read, like Cam's. After, after Sunday,
2: after Sunday, I wouldn't be surprised if they name him the number one wide receiver. You know, because DJ Moore, how many drops did he have?
4: There were some tough mm-hmm. passes too. Man. I, I mean, are, are they like... going to do
0: that for one game though? I mean, Deep
2: I
4: mean, the reason I'm saying that when is he put, when he put his little finger on that. That's what I'm saying. It. You you, ma- you mix
2: that with the lack of discipline on DJ Moore. I That's mean, true. and he. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I wasn't seeing a ton of separation that DJ Moore was getting. You know, I I wasn't saying he was bad, but at the same time, he wasn't targeted for a reason. I feel like as much as. Robbie Anderson was able to get separation. Um, I think I do think that even if you look at the numbers, it looks a lot better for Robbie Anderson because of one play, and that's not his fault. We've talked about it. I'm and not blaming. It was blaming a good him. play,
4: and you guys are too hard on Teddy. It was a good play. It was a good read. Everything was fine about it. Oh, it was mm-hmm. a great read.
2: He made mm-hmm. the right decision. How many times have we seen Cam miss a wide open person out there and, right. so and he was and homie
4: was coming, and he missed the tackle, and he went on. Um. All right. Uh, I want to go ahead, and we got to get through these calls, bro. We're gonna be here all. Uh, how many calls? Night. Oh, they're coming after.
0: Oh yeah, there it
5: is. I, I know. I know it's going be really good.
4: I can't count it, bro. Greg, I go. hope uh, you're on the
5: hill with me, man. All yeah, I, hey, I all
4: gotta take this beat, not me. I feel like this is Ryan. Hey, you
12: know what though? dad, like, like, daddy. daddy. This is Ryan from Tucson, by the way. You were over here talking about Teddy Bridgewater smiling with eight seconds left, trotting on the field like he didn't care about winning. So, are you going to fail to mention Cam Newton not jumping on a damn fumble at the most important game of his entire? No, season? yeah, I, I, I certainly right, will. I juicy? certainly are you will. Be are you will. Be we we did it on here like for for the first game Sorry, of the speak. season, and now I bother talk about what Cam Newton didn't do in the Super Bowl. Just oh, so, and familiar. you want to know his excuse? And these are his exact quotes. I didn't want to risk injury. Mm-hmm. I'm not throwing shade on Cam, but don't be throwing shade on Teddy Bridgewater if he's no better than You're talking than about Cam two, different things Cam things right here, two different things right so here, man. Two different things right here. So calm down on that crap. And okay. that, y'all yes. acting like Cam gotcha. Newton beat the defending Super Bowl champions. He played against Miami and threw the ball 19 times. Chill he completed out. 17 of he them. He times against San Francisco's defense. Against the, the Buffalo Bills defense, I don't think so. As far as I'm concerned, I hope Cam Newton has a great year, and I hope he wins the Super Bowl in New England. But if they're gonna run him 15 times like they did against Miami, he's gonna end up in the same place he ended up last year on injured reserve. Good so fun, everybody man. just needs to tell calm you guys, down dude. with his overreaction. And I got one more phone call for you, Mr. Stat Daddy, who likes to say stats don't lie, but never throw stats out anyways.
0: Okay. Well, first of all, trying to compare the Cam Newton Super Bowl thing to the Teddy Bridgewater walking on the field smiling—you're talking about two different damn things, right there. And I tell you what: Do you really want your franchise quarterback that just won MVP to dive into a pile of linebackers and offensive defensive linemen, arms out to grab the ball? Do you really want that? Like, Is if that he does that, I'm asking you he if he up did up that and he injured his arm,
5: I a way yeah, so to take stupid. a piss. Pretty. It, bl- it's so dumb. He's trying yeah. to make a one for one comparison on yeah. Teddy Bridgewater missing passes to the flat in the opening game of the season and then wants to bring up Cam Newton in the Super Bowl. Like yeah. all this that Teddy Bridgewater go apologists. Go all, this, up, all this Teddy Bridgewater apologists sound like all the losers who have done nothing but shit on Cam Newton for the past five years, man. Like but I, oh now, now y'all. But are in fairness sold. to
4: them, is that look, is that you guys know. That part of your hesitation about Teddy, part of your hesitation about any of this, is that we're sad that it's not with Cam.
5: You guys know it's
4: um, true. That, no, yeah.
5: that's not fair. Because, yeah, Some of it is
4: because we're no sad more. it's not with Cam. And I'm telling you, mm-hmm. I know, well, it is for me. I'm not gonna speak for y'all. Mm-hmm. I know it is for, it me. for me. Sir. Is that I'm not gonna I'm I haven't been negative on Teddy at all. Other than I just wish it was Cam there. It's kind of like, did you guys see, I was listening to this podcast, I love the, listen to Josh Norris and Roto World football podcast, they're great. Josh Norris has a connection back to WFNZ in Charlotte, so he knows, and he's, you know, I always like guys that like the guys I like, you know, so he's always been complimentary and very fair to Cam and uh they were talking with somebody they have this great podcast where they bring in a one person has to watch these two games and they do the games on the night of and it's like a 2 hour podcast but they do every game and they talk about it for 15 minutes and uh they were talking about the Redskins game <laughs> and they cuz ca- you can wear the number 0 now as a running back and wow. they called him the zero number 0 savior <laughs> like it was like Oh, you know, and that like Cam's our number one safe, you know what I mean? And that was the mm-hmm. thing. And that's why it's kind of like You know, it's just your it's first yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's it. That's it. That's but I wanted question. to be with Cam. I have a question about the what he said. I don't
2: like and I may be wrong, but I don't recall Cam giving an excuse about why he didn't dive nah, saying I don't that he didn't want to get injured. Yeah. I feel like we made that excuse for him a lot. Um and the other team said we don't blame you for blame him for not jumping on because we were going to pop him in the face and probably end his career. I yeah. still
4: think it. I I will defend this to the death. Is that in some ways slow motion has ruined football? Oh yeah, it ruined it ruined that play for sure. Well, mm. but no, even with um. I've always said this with uh, replay, with uh, when we get, what is it? We get like the challenges and shit like that and Uh uh, the challenge flags. And when you watch something, remember when it was so hard to tell what a fucking catch was? Oh, my gosh. And it's like this endless debate because you are watching something that's happening at 100 miles an hour at the slowest possible speed. And I believe it truly distorts things. And I think this is that when you zero in on a camera and it's like that one blade of grass, he was out of bounds. That one, look, one blade Mm -hmm. of grass touched his Mm -hmm. shoe. There's almost, and I think this is the hesitation with baseball to go to just robot umpires entirely. Is there something good about the eye test? There's something human about it. And I feel like the cat cat shit was so confounded because we slowed everything down and put it in high definition. High definition is also part of this problem. You didn't Mm -hmm. have this problem in the 90s when the shoe was all You got a 360
0: cam. I mean, all kinds of stuff. Every angle. it's so
4: slow. And it's like, did the answer to this is that there's some... I always said this with a catch. It's like, just look at it. Is it a catch? Like, let's just look at it at regular speed. Is that a motherfucking Mm -hmm. catch? What we have called that, if we were playing, and I know it's not backyard football, but if they're like, that's a catch, homie, then we should be like, it's a catch. And to Cam Newton's thing, I think it's exacerbated because they slow it down so much. If you look Mm -hmm. at the angles and this and that at the speed... He hesitated. Did he hesitate? Yeah, but he's also like a gazelle. It just, it, I i don't buy it. It's like, I don't I, buy I, that. I, the I, toughest guy that sacrificed everything for his whole fucking <clears throat> career was a fucking pussy in the biggest right. moment. I don't buy people are, it.
5: People are going to hold that over Cam Newton's head, mm-hmm. uh, just regardless of what happens. Going forward, that is always going to be an ink stain on his resume. What pisses me off is these Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater fans that like are coming in saying like using that against them now. Like you sound like all the people we've been railing against for years. Like it's just so easy do for y'all. To you do, do you think no, that's why you are a little hypercritical?
4: Do you think that's part man. of Listen. your
5: psychology, no. I think part it's of part it, of ours. But it's also it's a part of it, but it's also Teddy Bridgewater has not demonstrated the type of talent that I want to see the Panthers have at the quarterback position. Now, is my assessment over? I'm not over. I'm not saying that it's over. My assessment's not over. There's a lot of football left to play. I'm saying that game did nothing to change my mind about who Tay Bridgewater is. And I don't care who's mad about it. He has time to change it. I'm Mm -hmm. not saying that he can't do it. I'm saying he ain't proven it yet. I think I'll tell he you why better I'm just than you.
4: I expected. He, he, that, he that's the problem I have. I though. Thought he was going to play.
2: My optimistic side of me wanted this to be an air raid offense. You hmm. know, I wanted this to be a ball was going to be going down the field at least seven or eight times past the fifty yard line, going airy traveling twenty five yards right, and it just didn't happen. And I think my disappointment isn't necessarily in his performance; it's the the offense that we're running. Didn't live up to what I was hoping to to live up to based on what we have on the on the on the you know as weapons on the field. We have so much speed, but we're utilizing it in such short distance positions, and that's what I. That's
4: the Joe Brady it. That's what it's going to be. It is, man. That's but we insane. also got to look at it Joy. this way. And this is the only. Yes, it is. This is. Y'all are lying. This is the
2: only reason that I am okay with it now, and that I'm not as like disappointed. Is that is Kansas City to a T. If you watch, if you even if you watch mm. Thursday night, Kansas City. No, listen, go back and watch Thursday okay. night, Kansas
4: City. They are not every, like Aaron Rodgers where Aaron Rodgers was fucking darting that bitch down there. Every right, throw was within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage.
2: Every 50-yard throw, every 50-yard pass that Patrick Mahomes had within five or 10 yards of the line of scrimmage. Every single one of them. Every one of them. I He might have number- one decent one. The but that was overthrown.
4: The most aggressive quarterback on Sunday was Aaron Rodgers. That oh, yeah, dude. fucking will boot that and it's perfect every fucking time. He's the best deep ball thrower. Uh, Joey the Blind Panther says it's safe to say I don't believe in the eye test. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's
0: the here's the thing with Patrick Mahomes is I didn't see the game, so I can't dispute that, but I could swear job. I remember last year seeing people talking about plays about how far Patrick Mahomes threw the ball. And I saw yeah. plays that were just insane. Tyreek Hill running down the field. It was like, the
2: ball. They, they do throw the ball down the field. like we Not nearly that. as much as people think, because his stats yeah. tell you that he is this air raid okay. offense. They are a screen heavy offense. They okay. are so heavily involved with screens and their short slant passes over the middle to Kelsey and Tyreek Hill because they can get the separation that quickly that I promise if you I watch he can that. Entire throw game the D-ball.
4: You're right, Greg. Like he can. He can do it all. Like yeah. so it's not. But well, what I'm saying Aaron Rodgers is, just pushes, 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 pushes. It's not the same. My but, point no, no, is, no. is that
2: an offense that is predicated on the short pass isn't bad. And yeah. that's why I – that's my point is if Kansas City can be successful with it primarily, 85 to 90% of their passes being within five yards of the line of scrimmage because they have playmakers that can get them beyond that, then that's fine with me. Okay. We just need
5: to But, but like <laughs> I don't I – mean, hold, hold on. Let me add one thing on to what you're saying. I, I agree with that. But you also have Aaron Rodgers. So even on the short amount of times that you do have to throw deep – you know you have one of the best guys doing it. It's one thing if you have an offense that's predicated on those short passes, but then they're never able you to hit. Patrick the field.
8: Yeah.
5: No, what I'm saying is... Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is... Uh, no, but Darren Rogers, too. Or, were you talking about the Chiefs or the... Uh, I was talking about the, the Chiefs. The, well, regardless, at the end of the day, you have a quarterback that you know can make every throw on the field. <laughs> if if we get yeah. into week four and five and we're still not utilizing those deep down the field attacks, then Joe Brady and the offense don't think that Teddy Bridgewater can do it. Well, and he might not
4: be – it might not be his strength. Like, we saw it. Like, Teddy pushed it. He pushed it down. You know, but they were, if you thought of it in the scheme of football, like kind of mid-range or mid-deep range, you know – and that's okay is we haven't seen look we sat here and talked about Cam Newton's MVP season uh, in 20 what when, when before he got hurt and he was just straight dealing and he wasn't throwing it deep Drew Brees not throwing it deep not all games are predicated entirely on the vertical pass game so I uh-huh. think that I do think Teddy is doing exactly what they hoped he would do And that is, I think it's more than a game manager. I think it is a game manager with the idea of he can win, he can win. I think, but you can't put it entirely on his back. Like you can't just be like, all right, we're down forty, go get him, Teddy. That's not fair either. I think he kept us in the game. I was completely fine with Teddy's um, ability in that in that game, and if so. Uh, the last point was, shit, it was a good one, and it was a question, and it was about somebody else. I forget what it was. Let's go. Ryan wants more. Yep. So, third and final call. We have two young defensive ends.
12: Brian Burns, in particular, was never great against the run. He's okay.
4: Nah, the Nitor, he's
12: bad. Or the Yeti is a rookie. Expect some growing paint. It's going to take three like years. Y'all over here talking about how our run game didn't improve, but I look at the stats, Mr. Stat Daddy. He carried the ball 11 times in the first half for an average of about seven yards. Okay? That he sucks. He carried the ball, Josh Jacobs, 14 times in the second half and averaged 2.6 yards to carry. Seven yards to carry is Nine yards. So I don't understand what you guys are freaking out about. For a rookie defense to make that type of adjustment from the first half to the second half is actually pretty decent. Of course, I it's <laughs> I got four- one
4: question. I got one question because this is the first call I've listened to. Sorry, Ryan. It's not a you. I just had to pee really bad. Um, what's my initials, Stat Daddy, my, my name? TD. All right. Now, three rushing touchdowns by Josh Deckhams. That's and the problem. Over,
0: and over 100 yards. Walk it's into not, the end zone. It's not the average. I agree. The,
4: the run defense was not as bad as we thought you didn't have a run initially. In it's It's situational runs. And it really sucks to give up rushing touchdowns from six, seven yards out. That that like The so problem wasn't
2: even – like, it wasn't even just that, too. Like, you got to also keep in mind, some of those stats are going to be a little uh, – inflated because they were straight running the ball and we knew they were going to be running the ball there at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can't, when they were, when they were having the lead, they were definitely doing that. The problem is, is when we needed to stop the run, we were not stopping the run. Like he's right
4: in this is that the run defense, when you look at it was not as atrocious as we felt. The problem was, is that and rule said this in his press conference, he said, man, They're just running at will on the edges. And then right when we try to stop that, they run up the gut. And then we try to stop the gut. And it was just, it just wasn't working. And again, this is what I've been trying to tell y'all, mugs. I don't care how hype you are on these talents because we watched them in college and they're pass rushers in this. Gross Matos is not going to be good for two years. And Brian Burns might not be good for another year, like he's gonna have to get better. It's just that simple.
5: It depends so. on the player. Chase Young isn't having that problem, but we are. Well, yeah, because
4: he's not fucking bright. He's like the he's like Julius Peppers.
5: Yeah, that's a different
4: <laughs> yeah. that's a different level of player, and I've always said that there's this like cream of the crop that comes in. And they're just fucking... Now, I'm not saying these guys aren't good. And one other point that we do need to make here, too, is I'm not overly concerned about the Panthers' pass rush yet. As I know everybody is having a shit fit because we didn't have no sacks or whatever. But if you look at that game right there, they were getting the ball out quick. It just wasn't us. We weren't suited to sack the quarterback a ton. So could we have gotten more pressure... Could we have gotten a sack in a certain instance? I don't think our pass rush is dead. Here, let's finish the call.
12: Freaking rookies starting in some of the more important positions. They're going to be out of place. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to forget to set the edge. They're going to overcompensate with their athleticism. That's just what happens. This is the first damn game of the season with a rookie head coach, a rookie play caller, and a rookie defensive coordinator in the NFL. The way Phil Snow runs his system is, they scrap everything from the bottom.
4: Oh, we don't know build anything from the about bottom Phil Snow yet.
12: And all their defenses within the first year is is never good because it's a complicated system that they need to learn.
5: Somebody with the bad guys for saying how but bad. Over they time, are. <laughs> bad
12: with <laughs> because it's not what he, he wants to yeah, exactly. He plays a lot of zone to try to keep the plays in front of the defenders. So that they can look. So I they did can like lead, Phil so Snow's they defense, analyze, So they can decipher. So they can see which way the play is going. That's how you're going to learn. And once they decipher that and begin to break down offenses a little bit better, then he starts implementing more defensive schemes into his playbook. That's how he builds his defense. We're going to have a down year as a defense, guys.
4: Well, we, we, we all knew that. We all get-go. knew we we that.
12: We had a down, down year last year. Game game it's a post-game show. Of course we all, all knew. Cody... And stat daddy, get over your bitterness of Cam Newton not being on a team. I get it. I love the guy, too. But he's gone. Turn the freaking page already.
4: No, you have to. I don't like to hear that.
12: Crying and pissing and moaning about it, or I told you so, I told you so, isn't going to make anything better. Enjoy our product that we have on the field.
4: I like it. It's though. being built like ground Roundup, it. and
12: it's not even... It just got started. It's not even
4: finished. He's a good caller. I'm just tired of the turn page yeah, yeah. shit. Imagine this. Mm-hmm. Oh, if he called back for a fourth time. Let's see if he did.
12: And one other thing. <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, <laughs> Cam Newton
4: always freaking missed his check down. All
12: right. Oh,
5: always 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 gave you right. Four we gave you
4: three calls. It.
5: I'm
12: calling Dude, that,
4: it. Man. We my, gave my, you my, enough. I, you said I, the
5: third I, call was the last. You want to hear, hear it? I um, like five. Hell No. No, we're done with mine. Here's here's, I want to I want to make
2: this point because I think you guys were about to make it. I'm the the mindset of it's already over. You can't do anything to change it. Move on. If your mom was murdered today, would you just be able to move on? I mean, I'm just being honest. It's not I. You can't compare the two. Certainly, but at the same time, it's. what about people this what if you got divorced what if hey
4: on. CK what if your, li- your wife let you, left you and then you had your first Christmas yeah I mean that's you what know, I'm talking about is I mean, that it- like it's kind of even if you're dating somebody else and you're kind of it's better for everybody and I do I, I'm very sympathetic for this I'm kind of irritated and I think Cody has always said this best is let people deal with their own feelings what do you always say on twitter when these people are always saying this is like you're always cool with the people who are saying like get over it like yeah but it's like we all get through our shit like you can't tell us how to feel yeah and that's not like like, have you ever been in a fight with a girl that's what my wife always says to me it's like i'm like you shouldn't feel that she's like you can't tell me how to feel i'm like wait a second yes i can bitch so, Real, uh, I didn't say that are, to her fans.
5: We're allowed to our quarterback to whatever standard we want to as fans, man.
4: Well, well, we all have, deal
5: with shit a little differently.
4: And I do. I get that some people are tired of hearing it. It's like, let's be optimistic. We don't want this to be the Cam podcast. I get that. We're but going to hear Cam's
2: name for the for next long time.
4: Yes, uh-huh. Yes. It's kind of like if the Packers didn't get Um, Aaron Rodgers imagine if they would have gotten fucking Jamarcus Russell after Brett Favre how long would you have had heard Brett Favre's name no I mean that's that's what I'm talking about like if
2: if Cam Newton does any has any success in pay in in, at the Patriots right we are gonna hear about it for the next five to ten years about well, what if they would have done this? Well, the Panthers could have possibly been a contender this past decade had they kept Gam Newton in a black and blue, you know, uh, uniform. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's something we're going to have to hear for the rest of our lives. So, I mean, right now we're still dealing with the the fallout of it. I think it's fair that we have a com- conversation. We have to compare the two quarterbacks. We can. There is no other and scenario, you got, and
4: you've got to be okay with it too.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you, you, we've it, got to.
4: How many people in here? I know that three of us are married. Do you ever, in your whole life, in just a fleeting moment, think of your first love? Not like you really, like not like I I want to know what this person is doing, right? Not like this or that, not like nothing to be. Not concerned. like let
2: me get that number and then just nothing. like rekindle an old flame.
4: But like I can tell you, I'll tell you this girl's name. Her name was Catherine Dale. It was sixth grade. She never gave me the time. Of, I mean, she was always nice to me, but never gave me the real time of day. My first, like, love. I mean, I was in love. She won't. Occasionally, every now and then, like, her you name wonder. will pop into my head. Not I don't even give a fuck what she's really doing. just pops into my head. All Is right. that Cam Newton's our first quarterback love? Our quarterback love, and don't tell me he's not, is that you can tell me that Jake – and Jake DeLone was. He was wonderful. He was so wonderful because he was better than he was supposed to be. But Cam Newton was our first quarterback love, and it's going to be hard to forget that. In fact, we're never going to forget that. It's going to be Captain Dale at- of sixth grade. I still remember sliding in in. My junior year of high school, we were in advanced algebra, algebra two, honors algebra two. I was such a slack ass. I was wearing Jenko jeans. I go running in to the bell. <laughs> the bell was ringing. I'm wearing these stupid ass giant 42 inch bottom jeans. And I trying to stop running as I go in the door and I fucking slide in on my back like a dumbass, And I like, look up at her. And I'm like, oh, fuck. This this <laughs> never gave me no time of day. That's what it she is. Had, you you got Jane Wallet her. too. She's yes. I skated. I was a skater and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you know what boy. is that? She always. Every time I bump into her, she always gets. She knows. She's always nice to me. There you
5: go. <laughs> I don't ever see
4: her. Next, next call,
5: ever. bro. We got uh, like a million calls. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well,
8: I've
4: got like thirty six minutes. I love, hey guys, I love Catherine gotcha Dale. Prepared
1: driving to uh,
11: work this morning, driving out to
1: uh, Boston. And uh, some thoughts uh, about the game. If things get to settle, you can watch a little more stuff uh, a little more closely. Uh, Start with the defense. I I think... uh, Again, I think our secondary is going to pull together before the line does. Uh, I think the line play is going to it's really going to take some time. Uh, I don't know if it's a matter of any different pieces. Um, I, I think you know. Again, we're still asking a lot of, of, of
11: some really young
1: guys. You know, we're just throwing some dudes into the, the frying pan here. Uh, but as far as the offense goes, and all the, all the talk about Penny and this and that, and look, it, it, my criticisms of him from the thing that David Tepper said when he started to put this team together, right? Sustained success. And one of the things you need for sustained success in the NFL is an elite franchise-type quarterback.
5: Yes, tell them.
1: Teddy's just not that guy. Nope. And that's, that's okay. That's not. He's the type of guy that realistically we could probably squeeze out the right people around him in the right circumstances. Yes, we could probably squeeze uh, a Super Bowl out of that situation, but it's not going to be a multiple-year thing. He's the type of player where he's going to need, you know, a you know a, a big shot free agent name to be brought in on the offense around him to kind of kind of ease up the workload on him. it's going to require very clever play calling because the. We all know he doesn't really have a great long ball. Uh, And there's ways around it. There absolutely is. It's not a deal breaker that you can't do it. I mean, what the hell? Um, Brady and Breeze don't really have that at the the point they're at in there. Um, But I think the offense shows a lot more promise because within that short to medium game, we've got a lot more of the tools to really work it and make it happen especially Christian
11: McCaffrey.
1: I mean, we're, we're loaded with, with weapons around uh, which is it's good to see. But,
4: yeah, uh, I, I think we're in for an interesting uh, deal. All right, see you guys. Keep pounding. Josh, I Keep got popping. your whole six-pack. It's still – or it's a four-pack. It's actually a four-pack of pints. Uh, I got Josh sounds
2: so much more normal all of a sudden. Like he's just so much more level-headed. Like he just seems like he is just like I'm a normal working human being now. I can't be emotional about things anymore. Like he just seems like he's so much more like calm, cool, and collected. You know, it's a yeah. brand new job. It's it feels a brand like
5: new job it. for everyone, man.
4: Yeah, it's easier. You know what? This is actually one of those things. Like I didn't get up or down in this game as much. I got up, yeah. But that's what this season's gonna be about. We don't. We're not gonna be sad. You know
2: what got us more emotional? I think last week it had nothing to do with the game. It had everything to do with the people saying that we were wrong for feeling the way we were feeling. I think that's where the emotion came in last week. It had so much more to do with the the discounting what we were saying as though it was just fabricated out of thin air, you know. And that's that's where I think the frustration is. I think there's validity in everybody. More
4: upset than y'all were.
2: Well, it's every time. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But I'm saying it's both sides. Like, right. You know, we sit here and say, oh, no way. Teddy Bridgewater is. bad." I mean, there are certain things. I mean, here's the I'm not going to sit here and say that Teddy Bridgewater isn't the answer. Um, But I'm also, you know, of the same mindset of I think Teddy Bridgewater has great attributes. Um, I think we all just kind of have our opinion about Cam Newton. And I being that people are saying stop talking about it, you know, stop doing this, stop doing that. It got me frustrated because that is this team's future for the next five years it is it's going to be
5: three three is there anyone I, i mean i'm i'm wondering is there anyone that's really upset like when we are losing games this season specifically like if everyone feels like we're gonna go eight and eight or seven and nine or whatever like if that's our best if you think that that's our best then is there anyone that's like oh man i hate that we lost this season like this we're season playing of with all- house money
4: i think we're playing with house money and i felt this way in this game you know is that like that's why i'm not gonna get that upset over any call or anything we're playing with house money. if we win it's a pr- it's kind of gravy yeah i won every game and this is what i loved about this game is that it was competitive and exciting and entertaining? I promise you this: this is going to be a long season. I saw the twenty ten. Se- you know what I'm saying? It's going to be a long season if we're getting mollywhomped all time, to- all the time, and we don't have nothing. You know what I'm saying? If it's thirty three to three and this and that, and you're trying to drum up a conversation, it's going to be tough. So yeah. no, it's exciting. There's a lot to think. there. So yes, positive things going forward.
9: Hey guys, coffee VA. Um, just going back to the post game real quick, I'm really not gonna talk about it real long because uh, it's whatever. Um, I see that this fan base is split down the fucking middle. Um, I kinda see both sides of it. I miss Cam and I think Teddy did pretty good. Uh for his first game. But uh anyway. Uh just real quick about the Derek Brown thing. I'm not saying he had a good game because as anyone who watched games saw that there was no pressure coming from our D-line at all. But uh, I remember last year when we had Gerald McCoy and this man was getting one-and-a-half tackles a game, uh, some of y'all were ready to re-sign him because he gave a good uh, pep talk right, right, in the speech. locker room, you know, and saying that he wasn't doing bad. But, and by you know, Derek Brown having three tackles is a, a process, so uh or apparently, I'm not saying he had a good game, like I said, you're supposed to get crushed up the middle, that's their main job. Tackles really ain't their main job, but you know you do want them to get tackles when they're running the ball up the middle, but I just I just thought I would talk about that real quick because man, last year i I liked Gerald McCoy as a human being but he was not a good yeah, football player. I agree. He
4: was
9: not doing no. uh, it was almost call. anything. Good call. And uh, people wanted to re-sign him. So, uh, like everything, man, this team is going to get better. Our rookies are going to get better. I'm not saying we're making a playoff run this year. I highly doubt that. But uh, anyway, man, I'm more interested to see how this team grows and see yep. what comes of it and see how uh, these players play. And real Better quick, to I just wanna get y'all thoughts group. on uh I called in the in post game but I don't know. I kinda of got out early, I don't know if it played, but I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Uh, Troy Pride. Jeremy Chen looked pretty good out there, but Troy Pride looked like he was struggling to cover guys, to make
12: tackles, to get off
9: blocks to make tackles. Um I think he's got a lot to work on. Uh what are you guys thoughts on that? And as always, keep pounding. We all love the same team people. So let's, let's just do it. You know, good
2: point.
4: Good call. Good
9: call. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. Can
2: we can you just make that an audio bite? And yeah. Just like we, we all, all love the love same, the same team. team, people. Yeah, yeah.
5: you really need to make that, that. That's
0: our mantra. Hey, before we get into the Troy Pry thing, I do want to touch on what he was saying with Gerald McCoy, because that's a really good point what he's saying. But I, I think the difference there is we picked Gerald McCoy up as a free agent veteran and even if he wasn't performing, at least he did bring something with the leadership and something with the cohesion of the team. We didn't spend a a first-round number seven pick on Gerald McCoy. I think that's the difference. And I I get it. He he needs time to develop. I'm I'm not saying that, but I think for me, that's where I see that separation. But he raised a very good point there.
4: Derek Brown, though, was probably the best thing on that line, though. I mean, Mm. if you looked at it, is that there was, yeah, he got on the ass end of one touchdown – was pretty good on another. You know, I saw one great play. It's small stuff. You know, I mean, we can't. Here is the thing: is that where so much of our judgments are made on. Even with Troy Pride, thing about this is mm. that you see him getting uh getting that TD on him. It's a good ball. He wasn't overly beat. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't the worst play I've ever seen. I've seen. He just
2: didn't have his head turned around and, and it was a great pass. It was a a fantastic player
4: too, right? Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's tough matchups for a kid that's coming in the fourth round or whatever. You know I mean? it's like, that's a tough, he is getting thrown into the fire quickly. So I want to give him a little grace on that, but I saw one play from Derrick Brown that really meant a lot to me. Is there gonna see one on Twitter where he comes on and he just bowl rushes this motherfucker? That's cool. But I saw one where they rush the passer, it doesn't work out, and it's clearly a pass, and the ball gets away, and the first thing Derrick Brown does is turn and run like seven yards back like he's like trying to make a, ta- and it was an incomplete pass but this motherfucker was trying to tackle a slot receiver he didn't know where he was at but he had a motor on him he was working okay. hard so i am excited about that y'all's thoughts on troy pride real quickly
5: i think that we have a history of throwing cornerbacks into the fire before they're ready uh, I'm talking Benet, Ben Wickery. I'm talking Corn Elder. Bradbury. James uh, Bradbury. Moore, okay, Zach Jesus, who is Moore, Dante his Jackson. Right now. Dante Jackson to a <laughs> degree, too. So it's like, yeah, I mean, this is in part with Panthers' tradition, but that's not their fault either. I mean, we signed, uh, you know, thank good old Marty Herney for this. We went and signed Eli Apple to be a contributor to this football team. And He's not able to play right now, and I don't know when he will be able to play. I think they said uh, two or three more weeks. He's going to be on IR, but I don't know. I mean, Douglas is going to take care of business, bro. I'm not. I'm not upset with the
2: way that he played today. I mean,
5: short five was like a fourth or fifth round pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so like the fact, poor
4: fella, man. It was just a
5: big step. Yeah,
4: going against the number one.
5: Mm-hmm. Call that being thrown to the wolves, man. Because like I'm not, Dante, I'm not. Don't
4: forget, Dante Jackson got hurt. You know,
2: which has happened every yeah. year that he's been in the league. Uh, that's why I'm worried about the secondary more so than anything. And is that's our why secondary? They don't
4: even care about it. the The Panthers have given up on the secondary.
2: It feels like they have, I, they honestly. Until they don't give until, a shit
4: about it this year.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a bad situation when you have a suspect uh linebacker core and then you have a very suspect outside cornerbacks and the this most solid part of your entire secondary is Trey Boston and
10: Jeremy Chen.
4: Mm-hmm. Alright. Uh next call. What's
10: going on, C three nation? This is Jay Anderson hitting y'all this up Jay- man look so I already had low expectations low expectation for this year. I'm just like hey as long as them boys compete, it's all good. That's as long as you don't look, too. you know, look terrible on the field, it's all good. I think, you know, the team gonna have a, a at least a top ten, top fifteen offense, and I know the defense is gonna be, you know, not so good. But as long as you know, as long as they compete, you know, as long as they compete, it's all good for me. I do look to be in the in the top five in picks, you know. You know, in the draft picks, I do look for them to be in the top five. Hey, if they get Trevor Lawrence, cool. We can build something from that. If they get Justin Fields, cool. We can build something like that. Nothing against Teddy or nothing like that, but I'm just saying I, I already know that Teddy, you know, most likely Teddy really ain't a long-term guy unless the dude, unless the dude ends up, you know, winning. Seven games this year and then nine games next year. Even, even still, I don't think, you know, Teddy is the, I don't think they're going to have Teddy as the long term quarterback. But all in all, all, I just want to see this, I just want to see the squad compete. Hey, man, they they young. I just want to see them compete. I want to see the veterans, you know, I have better expectations for the veterans to play good like Shaq, KK. Trey, um, you know I know CMC gonna bring it. Um, Teddy, you know the veterans, the, the veterans. I want to see them compete better and stuff like that. So, yeah. you know, I let y'all man, y'all be easy. appreciate it, man.
8: Appreciate
10: it, hey, Jay. that was a good call.
4: I'm just gonna power through. We got three more. Yeah.
10: Hey, this is Jay Serious once again. I mean Jay Anderson once again. Hey, Cody. You say you're going to be a villain, man. Go ahead and be a villain, man. Go ahead and be a villain this year, man. Go ahead and turn up on them. Let them hey, hey tell them haters hey, to kiss your ass, man. You go ahead and be a villain, bro. Go ahead and be <laughs> a villain.
5: Hey. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> All right, There, bro. You, there you go. Hey, I'm on full hill turn, bro. If there was any year for the Panthers to suck a big one, this is the one. You know I'm going to keep the same energy, bro. appreciate right, you. you. What's up, C3 fans?
7: chef jeff here oh what's up, chef what's up
4: jeff? Jeff? and
7: uh i just want to talk about something that's really just bothering me uh deep down i mean i've i've been just perplexed about it and just it's been on my mind on my heart just for the last couple of days you know a day or two after the game oh, and gosh. i really really just need to sit on the couch and talk about it um the game you know it was it was it was all right it was you know. Whatever. I'm not really looking for anything this season. I am I'm, I'm on the you know, tank for a QB thing. But what really yep. bugs me and what I really want to talk about is Matt Rule and his fucking sunglasses inside the <laughs> <Daniel>. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this got
8: is me he too. retarded?
7: No, idea <laughs> or is good. or does he think he's like Richard Petty or some shit? He
4: has an eye. <laughs> I,
7: I mean, I'm sorry. I just maybe I'm just shallow, whatever. But my opinion of that man, of that man just plummeted. I'm sorry. It, I don't know. I, I don't know how to explain it. It was like as soon as I saw Dola the interview, he's wearing the fucking this. sunglasses. Right.
2: I wanted to punch him in the face harder. Right, I'm than-
4: cutting Jeff off because of he's got one more card. Hey. He's got an eye effect, a cornea scratch.
2: Yeah, I was going to say he has that, but why Why is, is I guess it's because the ones he was wearing on the field were very reflective, but like I was sitting there thinking like those would have been so much better if he would have worn the reflective glasses in there instead of those ones that make him look like he's, he's straight
5: up blind. So is that what it was? Like he had some procedure done or something? No, he had like a
4: scratch on his
5: cornea and went to, like he has And
4: it's to... super sensitive. Yeah.
0: Hmm.
2: I didn't know that.
4: Like he's got. It's kind of like you ever get your eyes dilated. You come out with those big ass black glasses they used to give you back in the nineties.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh no! No wonder! No wonder he went for it with uh, armor on third down. He's like, I have another down left. He didn't realize it was fourth down. <laughs> yeah, he thought it was. There Chris
4: McCaffrey.
2: He's like. Hey, he's guys, like. It's, oh it's
4: wait. Sorry, I'm late. Anyway. All right. Uh, Joey's asleep. We're gonna end that call. We're good. All right. We're done.
2: Hey, Well, we're done with the We've got to
4: do ice up picks, obviously.
2: Old boy didn't call. Who said he was going to rip you a new one, Cody?
5: Oh, yeah. Panthers, heels wet. Dude. Oh, oh. oh, yeah. I already know who that guy is, and I already knew he was not calling in. If he was going to call in, he wouldn't call in on Sunday. He had no intention of talking to I'm going to say he's going to prepare his calls. All right. Um. <laughs> it's going to make me cry. <laughs> He was gonna send me running and running home. First, home. Nope. did you see where
2: Matt Rule might be disciplined for taking his mask down while he was coaching? The a game? lot oh, man,
9: of coaches I are. here.
5: Yeah. I've heard that a lot of coaches are are going to start getting fines if they don't have their fucking that's mask bullshit. up.
8: Dude.
4: I thought they were testing. I thought they were doing all of this. Like, if you get these tests, that's why it's so
8: dumb.
5: They're it's all negative.
4: All show it's all. show. Yes. Oh, and how is that? Let's be honest. If this fucking pandemic is pandemic-y as everybody says, how are there five thousand motherfuckers in the NFL and not a single one of them got popped? Yeah. They mm-hmm. said that in week one there was not one case of COVID. How? Right. how
5: dude, they even they even social distance the commentators. Like listen, either you know how to do this pandemic shit by now or you don't. You're not gonna learn how to do it watching a football game, bro. Mm-hmm. Like it's like now that they're not doing it for safety. They're, they're just they're doing virtue. it to safe base. They're virtue signaling. Mm-hmm. That's that's it. No, that's
4: doing. exactly what it is. It is like a thing of it's like a ha, we're doing this and y'all bitches aren't. It's like well, exactly. you know, it's it's like a pandering type fucking thing. Yeah. It's yeah, it's as much it's to be honest and it's what the Black Lives Matter shit is by the big media now. Like, I, yeah, don't, I don't believe any of y'all shit. Like, I don't believe any of. It. I don't believe you give a fuck about any of it. It's just yeah. trying mm-hmm. to. Very like, disingenuous. It might be related to CK's ice up pick anyway, but um, yeah, I think we should just get the fuck out of here and get these ice up picks in. Um, I who wants to go first? I got um, a quick one, low-hanging fruit. All right, five,
0: okay. Low hanging fruit. Uh, I'm, I'm going international tonight. The story I heard this morning, I'm icing up uh, the Indonesia because their penalty for not wearing a mask is you get arrested and you have to bury the grave of someone who died from COVID.
4: That's fucking
0: awesome, bro. Yeah, it's like a scared straight thing. It's pretty that's crazy, medieval. but that's, that's the
5: medieval.
0: Yeah, that's the actual penalty if you if you're to get caught not wearing a mask. We have eight cases of it so far where no. people got caught, arrested, and your penalty is you have to bury the graves of people who do that. And it's pretty insane, man. Don't so, on the uh, sidewalk,
4: bitches.
0: Right? You know, if, if you don't like living in America, uh, just just. Just t- take a minute and look at some other stuff real quick because uh, that's pretty crazy. That's so, a ice
4: good up. one, bro. That was a good <laughs> one. This, we needed a good ice-up pick. We haven't yeah. had one in a while. Uh, who else has got one? I'll go. All right, I'll go because I got a fun one. Kind of a fun one.
5: Well, then let me go first because yours is more fun than mine. So uh-huh. I think we should end on Break that. the mood, yeah. And my, Remember, my, my, I have one that's not fun. Yeah. His, uh, okay, um, so, uh, Okay. I, I'll go first and then you, K and then we'll finish with Tony. Mine is just pretty simple. Uh, Joe Biden is a fucking moron. I don't care what your political leanings are. He's losing bad with Latino voters, right? So he's doing this Latino outreach thing. He goes up to the podium, and the first thing he does is start playing Despacito <laughs> on his phone not ricky oh, martin no. oh and bro, <laughs> like the speakers at the conference dude it's like bro you cannot no, make up Bro, they're so incompetent yeah. like uh, but i have so much such, is that when you make people
4: that are idiots look cool you are I know.
5: but like you remember in 2016 when like pokemon go was all the rage and Hillary Clinton was like, it's time to poke them on and go to the poll. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Biden just had that fucking moment for himself. Nah, dude.
4: that's even worse. That's they racist, have not been able to racist. capture the youth. So like,
2: they have yeah. not... Oh no, absolutely. It's they like have not been able to a capture the youth. A super problem.
4: Taco Tuesday. Let's go vote.
5: How is that any <laughs> different than when Donald Trump posted a picture of him eating the taco bowl yeah yeah and it's bro- like, yeah. oh we have the best taco bowls here <laughs> <at Trump laughs> Tower. like you're doing the same shit it's pathetic how little the democrats feel they need to do John in order Edco to go barrera to this
4: says latinos hate despacito unless they're single moms <laughs> <laughs> um all I'm right ck what do you got
2: Um, so mine is almost similar, uh, in in the, in the realm of that. So about losing Latino voters. Um, so you guys have heard of like from 2015, our, our radio announcement for the Spanish broadcast has been outstanding. Right. Um, and it's two guys and it's an uncle and a nephew that do that. Um, well the nephew, um, I can't remember his name, uh, specifically, but
4: Louis something.
2: And I think he is the one that is the most like energetic of them, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong, but I feel like he is the one. Well, he uh, he works for the Panthers, and or he did, and so he he said that it, there was an sh- article in the Charlotte, Charlotte Charlotte Observer about how he had to walk away from the the job to do the Panthers broadcast for the uh, for the Spanish broadcast, and it stemmed from his political leaning supporting Donald Trump. And what is the frustrating part about it is that that we have created even the Panthers organization was reaching out to him, telling him to remove their name from his social media handles if he's going to support Donald Trump, essentially. I mean, granted, and here are some of the things that that Tony had pointed out, like he was doing some like there was some conspiracy theorists. He was definitely going full fledged Donald Trump supporting. Right. Uh, it based wasn't on
4: just on, support, but I agree. It doesn't. Uh, I. It was like, yeah. If you retweet something wrong, potentially, yeah. Keep going.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's retweeting and all that stuff. But anyway, he wasn't even employed in the company, and 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 the Panthers basically reached out to him and said, um, we we need to have a conversation about your social media presence, and and basically saying you can't do that. And the problem I have with this isn't necessarily saying, hey, listen, people are crazy online, right? Uh, it'd be different if he was saying we need to go kill uh, little babies on every other Sunday because God was telling me to do that. Right? That's a different story entirely. Can I add this one is an thing, opinion too.
4: While you're in that, is but yeah. one of the anti or or contrary arguments that someone put up was that he put up the conspiracy things, this and that, and somebody put also anti-vaxer. Now, I am a vaccinator. Like I implore people. Yeah. But at the same time I think that there's people that could realistically have a different opinion. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying like it's not like it's like Ky- I was yeah. I almost thought like why don't we fire fire Kyrie Irving then because he thinks the fucking world is flat. I you have know. a friend
5: who to this day uh has uh problems uh in her flesh I think like in her skin because of a bad reaction that she had from a flu shot. So again, um, it's like you can't throw out the baby with the bathwater. You know, put it's got- that in.
4: All right, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But no, no,
2: and that's uh, to be fair on that point. I never got the flu in my entire life until I got a flu shot. FYI, Same. never in my life.
4: Period. Dude, never. It's like that twelfth anecdotal person that's told me that. Well, that's that, that starting uh, that, to add uh, up. Dude,
5: it life, is. In my <laughs> life, the two worst cases of the flu that I've ever had came immediately after getting a flu shot my kids
4: have not had chicken pox though just note so i i remember and i
2: remember remember, and i'm not saying that vaccines don't work i think there is some validity to vaccines you're
4: gonna get that's what's gonna get you fired from this fucking podcast not no no
2: (laughs) i was always that case i'm like oh well it has nothing to do i just never got the flu shot because i was irresponsible my entire life and my mom wasn't necessarily taking me to the doctors on a regular basis You know, so I never was getting it until my wife got pregnant or she started to work for the doctor's office. She is. And then she was like, you have to do it. And I'm like, fine, I'll go. I'll go get it. And I got sick first time in in 25 years of life. Of being around, having zero like, if people were sick, I didn't give a shit. Yeah, I was around every one nose, of them. That type of but shit. but now that you said. have antibodies. You but know? Oh, yeah, shit. and and so, <laughs> but I'm just telling you, man. It is. It never happened until I got the flu shot, and I got like six, six or four times. I mean, four or five times that that year. Anyway, um, but nonetheless, uh, I'm icing up any company who even if you're off of company property, if you're not representing the company in any way whatsoever you telling them how what they can and can't believe or what they can and can't try to let people know what they believe that i'm a firm believer where there's smoke there's fire right so conspiracy theorists be damned i don't care if there's smoke we all use that phrase well that you know she's accusing him of of doing those things so where there's smoke there's fire you know what i'm saying but when it mm-hmm. comes to those things, you don't you refuse to believe it because you think it sounds too crazy because, oh, there's no way our government's that evil. Right. Come on now. Anyway, mm-hmm. I up people who want to censor anybody who has a difference of opinion than you. And even though it may be conspiracy theorists and it may sound crazy, it's not necessarily bad because you also realize how evil people are in this world. Just take it. Take it with a grain of salt
0: without people is, questioning that kind of stuff you know ne- then people would never th- people would just go with the flow with everything and it's so easy to control people if you don't have people who question this
8: kind of stuff yeah you know this is where like,
4: liberals uh, or people have to be careful and cautious and i'm one of the i'm a liberal you know like i mean i lean a little i'm social liberal whatever yeah, yeah. i think you have to be cautious in this is that it seems like uh it's one thing to to have problems with somebody because they're irresponsible and whatever Yeah, But we have to be cautious, too, with hating people for being outside the mainstream.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And
4: which is the irony behind this is that liberalism is supposed to be inclusive. You have to tolerate the intolerable. The people that we hate have, not hate is not the right word, but the people that liberals have been so critical of have been intolerable. And you don't want popular culture or popular opinion to be the determinant of everything. So, yeah, I mean, like, that's the danger of democracy. That's why we have a republic is because just majority, we can get everybody. All right. My uh, ice up pick.
2: Yeah. Fun note. And
4: and still in the political lane. Uh, But it's it's fun, though, right? I am icing up Kamala Harris for giving us a (laughs) a conservative fart. You're a liberal. You're a liberal Wait, and you're going to... You didn't hear this? Is that... uh? Go Google Kamala Harris fart. And she's giving this right. whole talk. And it's like a puff. Like, And you can see she kind of grins a little bit. Like she's talking and she farted. Or at least that's what everybody's <laughs> saying. Um, I'm upset with her because it was conservative. <laughs> <laughs> Just let it rip, baby. You're a liberal. Let it rip. Don't be conservative with those farts, Kamala Harris.
5: Democrats are conservatives. That's perfect. Of course, that's what she would do. It was a little. It was a little. Was a little. Yeah. <laughs> that's, by
4: the way, that's what is so disappointed with that fart.
5: That's what their campaign is. <laughs> A little... Tiny
4: <laughs> Come on, baby, shit my face. What? Listen, <laughs> I, why? Why had the Democratic? Why the the Democrat... way, I did want to ice up that other dude who who uh, also he got fired, and that was the mug that said that the Monday You're night right. girl looked like she was on a adult film or something. Yeah. So I googled. You know, I mean, like, what are you gonna do? You gotta look at it. And I was like, damn, this bitch didn't even wear anything that. It was nothing. Like, they didn't even have a bottom-down picture of this girl. Like, she showed nothing. It was because it was a leather-looking, a pleather-looking top. Oh, uh, so know, it was a matter
2: of material in his mind. Just a right.
4: lame-ass. And, you know, I mean, I don't want to, like, pile on for everybody getting fired in the fired culture. I think that's a little over-the-top at times, too. But I stopped being dicks to everybody, folks. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Nobody better listen to this podcast, especially when Caroline Cannon <laughs> was here. <laughs> so, um, Yeah, man, no, it's absolutely insane. insane. I'll tell you
4: somebody that's on another pag- podcast that I think's way hotter than Caroline Cam. But I'll save that for a different discussion. It's the CD. <laughs> Two five two two eight fifty ninety eight. Smash the thumbs up button. Die. My name's Tony Dunn at Cat underscore Chronicles. Cody Lashney, how can they find you? Uh,
5: you can find me in the club by the full above my no, okay. uh, <laughs> hey, 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 uh, now you can find me on Twitter at Cody Lashney C O D Y L A C. Uh, and on this podcast every Sunday and Tuesday, man, and um. Tomorrow, me and my man Jeffrey redmond are doing a live stream of the PlayStation Five press conference.
4: Nice. Uh, I'm watching. So, I will yep. be tuned in. What time's yeah, it going down,
5: homie? Uh, it'll be you on my bell uh,
4: notification. It don't matter.
5: It'll be on four, uh, four in the afternoon. We'll probably go live at about three thirty to catch up on everything that happened with Xbox. uh We'll do a little bit of Xbox, and then we'll do a live reaction. To uh some of this press conference. Y'all gotta for... watch
4: it. It's good stuff, man. It's fun to learn about this, just like I learned about Discord from these youngins. Thanks, John Kid Go Barrera. He said good shit this week, fellas. On the week two. Thank you for Appreciate the love, you, bro bomb. It's going Thanks, one step. We're one step closer to Steve Smith really icing this podcast up. CK, where can they find you and your cool woke ass Discord self?
2: So, um, first and foremost, you can find me on Facebook. I stream mostly Call of Duty. Uh, By the way, guys, if you have not played Among Us, we all got to get that. It's an easy game to download. It's nothing crazy, but it is absolutely fun. Anyway, so, but Tuesday, next week, before the podcast, I'm going to be streaming Among Us with a group of other streamers that's going to include... A tourist Spark, who has 25,000 followers. And he's the b- um,
4: badass player, too.
2: Yeah. Disabled Gamer, who has 50,000 followers. Jeff Leach, the voice of Ghost in Modern Warfare, um, who has 51,000 followers. Mrs. May, uh, who has 500,000 followers. Uh, Doom49, who has 250,000 followers. And possibly Stude. From Twitch who has two hundred and fifty thousand followers. God,
4: you're a celebrity, yeah. homie.
2: So yeah, yeah. and we're it's gonna be a group of ten of us. And so right now those are the five that I have. And uh plus uh Phoenix Tebe, Capitan Shred, and myself. So um possibly gonna get two extras in there. We're gonna I'm trying to get them to let get Stone in. Stone Mountain. That would be insane if I can get him. But um right now it's those those guys, and it's all it's gonna be like hours of literally just playing this game among us, and it is hysterical by the way if you haven't watched it i played it last night you can go watch a little bit of the the, the clip of it but it is fun
4: greg as well. why aren't we on that vip list i know right <laughs> <laughs> we to be fair like, you're
2: not streaming
0: those, <laughs> and we
4: hold on those coats. we're like man we got one kill i'm up to like i'm at <laughs> four or five now but greg uh had i'm a the decoy vibe. guy you yeah. know yeah, I had a great time hanging out with you guys on the Super Civil Servants podcast. also saw, well, I know you're doing a bunch of other stuff. I saw another guy that does a Batman exclusive podcast, and I was like, I'm tagging this mug, send him on to Greg.
0: I was going to say that, depending on the name of it, it might be my other, because I had to have a Batman exclusive podcast, too. <laughs> yeah, um but it I know.
4: It was not you, though. Okay. Blake, uh, yeah, says, uh, how close to the cameo? I'm guessing we're about mm-hmm. over 50%. We got some good donations not to the cameo last week, but I'll use them as all. They just... As long as my wife ain't spending... Uh, if,
5: we, if we get enough money to get Steve Smith, we, all, we need to think of something like really cool for him to say that way we can play that shit all the time. Every time it time you has open up the to be show, something,
4: right? too. I'm kind of worried Like if it's too open that he won't do it. That's how I mean? got Devin Funches. I tricked Devin Funches. Into- but
0: you're talking about doing a cameo, right? You're yeah. paying for it. He's going to say whatever you yeah. paid <laughs> it for him to say. Okay, <laughs>
4: but they got to be careful. You can't be like, I kill... Like I- punch your babies in the face. They won't do that. Well, yeah, them. but
0: I don't think but we're going to Hopefully I yeah. that's
5: not what you would send him. Huh? I right. want
4: him to say I'm going to punch you in the face like Ken Lucas. That's what I really wanted right. to say. All right, well, tell us about your podcast let's get the hell out of here. It's midnight.
0: Oh, I ain't not talk about the podcast, man. You can find me at the Bad Daddy 52 on Twitter. Check out the Geek Golden Alliance Network. Seven days a week we're dropping audio. I do live shows on Fridays and we're actually going to start doing all our shows live on YouTube. So check out the Geekverse uh, YouTube S-Subscribe channel. You can see books, all of those live. Build so, a community,
4: yep. guys. It's awesome. And learn from all of these cats. You can learn about video games from two of these cats. You can learn about really nothing from me and a lot of nerd shit from Greg. We got to get the mm. fuck out of here. Two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Smash the thumbs up button. Subscribe. We'll see you all next week. Peace out.
3: Keep pounding.
2: Keep pounding. <laughs> yeah.